Coming to you from the wild, wild western side of San Antonio. It's a Smoking Guts podcast. Yes, it is. We're back. Yay. We're, we've had all kinds of issues. Yeah, today has been a weird a weird day. We're way behind schedule. We're we are. Behind. We're behind where we want to be, but we're here and we're excited because uh, we get to talk about football. We get to talk about winning football. Yeah, baby. Smoke Guns Podcast. My name is Philip Ingham I'm joined, as always, by R.C. Woods. Hello, beautiful fans. And Leo Yamas. What's up, Gunslingers Posse? We are a podcast that deals with football. We are a podcast that deals with football in Texas. We're a podcast that deals with football in San Antonio, Texas. Winning football. We're a podcast that deals with football in San Antonio, Texas. Centered around the San Antonio Gunslingers of the National Arena League, the one and five San Antonio Gunslingers. And if you, if that sounds like well, that sounds like a terrible season, that Mm-mm. season just got started. Brand new, just got started because we are not as far out of things as you would think. No, no. Nope. We're going to talk some more about that. We talk a little bit about that with Robert Kent Jr. Mm-hmm. Yep, great interview. Quarterback of the San Antonio Gunslingers just had him on. You're going to hear that interview here in a few minutes. Um, we're also joined by another special guest. We have with us Jordan Stubing. Happy to be here. He is, uh, you work with John Wayne, but that's only part of the story. <laughs> because you get to do uh, some graphic design work and some merchandise work. Everything. For the San Antonio Gunslingers, right? I do a couple things. Um, as soon as we got involved with the Gunslingers from the beginning, I thought it was awesome and, and wanted to be involved from the very beginning. And then that just kind of turned into a lot of more stuff, you know. Um, everybody that's involved on the John Wayne side is one big family, and we all really want this to succeed and, and be a super awesome um venture going forward so everybody's on board to make it happen so you're a graphic designer you do a lot of the graphic design work that we see come out for john wayne and for the gunslingers over the past couple of weeks you've done most all no 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 no. some there's a whole team involved okay there's me there's um crystal hensey adrian martinez um and a bunch of other people that are involved on the marketing side my dad james um everyone's in in it together and it's, it's a big team effort so let's talk a little bit about graphic design. You, that, is, that is something that you do regularly. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that you didn't design, you didn't create, um, but I just want to kind of get your thoughts on it. The logo, the Gunslinger logo, right, um, is one of my favorite things I think I've ever seen. <laughs> um, even if I wasn't in San Antonio, even if I didn't do a show um, that's centered around the Gunslingers, all of those things, uh, the logo is just really solid to me well hold Hmm. on now what so you said you were going to ask his opinion on this and then immediately before you give him a chance to answer you tell him it's like your favorite thing in the whole world he's not going to come back and tell you what he really thinks about it now. sure he is he better (laughs) well what i really think is is on the same on the same point i think it's an awesome logo i i I love that we brought back gunslingers from the 84 85 Mm -hmm. season there's so many fans that were huge fans of the Gunslingers back then. True. Yep. We've updated it. We've improved it. It's menacing. It's it's in your face, and it, it's perfect for our team, and it, it really stands for what we're, we're all about, which is getting stuff done. And it it's true. very it's, cool. It's almost as good. It's not quite as good. It's almost as good as that original 83 logo, right? He's too skinny. Cowboy He's too skinny. With that, yeah. Skinny cowboy? A little more meat on like the bones. <laughs> 
with the blue and green and silver color scheme. <laughs> it's cool though for throwback. Like it's yes, like, it's yeah. cool that we a have a throwback. Idea. Oh, yeah. you know? cool. Um, so what has been uh, your favorite part of this uh, this venture so far? My like what what part. is the thing that you've gotten to put together or see or do that you've just been like this is cool? Honestly, the we came in as a sponsor and then to see all of John Wayne and everybody that we work with come together as a as a as a unit and just be really passionate about keeping football in San Antonio mm-hmm. and making this happen and be successful and not letting it slip away, you know has been awesome the way that everybody's really put in extra time and energy and given it all they got and 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 have passion for this team and we want this team to win and succeed has been probably the coolest part of all of it everybody's come together and been awesome and the fans and and you guys and it's just been a really cool experience that i i never expected i'd be a part of something like this and it's just kind of came out of nowhere and and we got our win, you know. That's true. We're making it happen. So you were at that first game. I remember looking over toward the John Wayne, uh, you know, suite or whatever you would call it over there um, and seeing you there. Yeah. I actually drove the, the truck around the field. That I love game. those trucks. Yeah. That's cool. such cool. a cool That's thing. a cool touch, yeah. Mm-hmm. For um, sure. At that point, first game uh, against Orlando, did you feel like um, – Man, I want to get even more involved with it because at that point you guys were just a sponsor, right? Yeah, um, we didn't know that any of the roads, the the turns were in the road that has gotten us sitting here, right? Um, was this something that you you kind of looked at and went, I wonder if they need, I wonder if they need some help with some graphic design, or I wonder if I can be a bigger part of this, even if if uh, John Wayne doesn't end up having to step in and take over. Yeah, it was a. Uh... The way it kind of happened with that truck is I got a text. There was a guy that was supposed to do it, and he ended up not being able to do it. And Brandon asked me to, to, to bring a truck to the game. I had no idea what I was walking into. Um, or driving into. <laughs> yeah, driving into. And that whole experience was super cool. And, and yeah, it was infectious. We I knew that, it, you know, I, I reached out and asked for the next game. I was like, I want to take the truck back over there. I want to be involved. I want to, I want to you know, do whatever I can to help with this. And and that's just snowballed into this this where we're at now which is uh, a huge operation and well i'm just gonna put out that i would love to be in that truck you get in that truck all right i'm in it i'm in it <laughs> i'll then. make sure you get in the truck okay thank you i'm gonna throw some t-shirts out with the cheerleaders well, what's more texas i'll try what's more texas than a couple of pickup trucks driving out onto the football right? field I right love yeah it. with truck beds full of cheerleaders yeah. that's right that's true uh, so you have been the guy that's handled my understanding is a lot of the merch that we've seen so far um, what have we got so far? What What are our options right now? Okay, well, a lot of, you know, it's been a crazy couple weeks. Yeah. So we know that there is a lack there, and the fans want more of that, and we've heard you, and we're trying to address that issue. That's awesome. Um, we got, as fast as we possibly could, we got shirts and hats. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, you know, that's what we need. Um, we got three different color shirts. As of right now, we have a, a red, a white, and a blue T-shirt with the Gunslingers logo. Mm-hmm. Now, those only go up to 2X, and I know we've heard you. We need bigger sizes, and we will make sure there are bigger sizes on everything we're doing going forward. There's also a red, a black, and a uh, red, black, and white hat with the Gunslinger logo on it. Mm-hmm. And we know that's a stretch fit. We're going to try and vary our sizes and designs going forward on that as well. 
That's what we have at the moment. That's what we had the last game. Okay. You've also got some uh, uh, stickers. We got stickers. stickers. We got, we got a lot of stickers. stickers. And yeah. uh, I'm gonna I'm the guy that actually makes the stickers. So wow. we're gonna expand on that and get you guys some more designs and some cool stuff that we can maybe do, maybe windshield eyebrows and stuff like that. We cool. Can, so you you the fans tell us what you're looking for and I'll make sure we have some options. And we have nice. these beauties that you brought us today. I got us twenty four ounce beer koozies because that's cool. what the Freeman sells. So that's perfect for that. Look at and that. Those will be at the nice. next game. Have we tried to get them here. I love it. Chug cam. Yeah, for yeah. the chug cam. Right. I like the chug cam. So we tried to get those for this game, but like I said, everything, we're trying to go as fast as we can. There's shipping issues that we can't control, and we just got them today. But we'll have them at the watch parties. Yeah. And we'll have them at the next game as long as. Supply chain but, issues are a thing. Yeah. yeah. That's true. We all Especially know that's right true. Now. I will say this, though. Uh, before I forget, you mentioned earlier about the, about the T-shirts and only going up to 2X. I'm a big guy. Uh, anybody who's you know met me, been around me, knows I'm I'm a pretty substantially round person, <laughs> um, and so I typically will wear a three X and sometimes maybe even a four X depending on the shirt. And I got my hands on a two X T-shirt and was able to kind of put. And I didn't even have to stretch it that much. It seems like they run kind of big. I was a pretty comfortable in that 2X. So I'm like sitting there looking in the mirror like, oh, man, I'm down to a 2X. But I, I knew that was not right. really <laughs> the case. But, you know, for you guys, big guys out there, you know, if you're if you're not bigger than I am, then you got nothing to worry about with that 2X. And most okay. of you are not bigger than I am. So and going forward, we're going to accommodate for that. We're going to make yeah. sure we have a, a, a wider variety of sizes and everything going forward. So we want to make sure everyone's got what they need. Now, I have a blue shirt, and what I love about it is the quality. It's not like paper thin. No. And so for us women who need that extra little kind of cushion there, love it. Yeah, we went we went nice on the quality. We Very good quality. It to be quality. a comfortable shirt and one that's going to last. Mm -hmm. so. I would like a little, little more V-neck if you can. We can know. work that in. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about some other special things you've already done and maybe some stuff that might come down the pike sooner rather than later. Um, for those of the... The people that are watching on Facebook Live, they can see them. Um, but you're both wearing, you and RC, are wearing some sublimated jerseys. Yes. Um, that were special for uh, what? Like, it's a Lena tribute night we just did. And we were trying to get them there by the game, and we did everything we could do to get them there. And they got stuck in California, and we couldn't get them home in time. But we do have them, and they look great, and they feel amazing. great. Amazing. Amazing. So those will be available at the watch party. There's only 100. Okay. Uh, of various sizes from uh, adult small up to 4X. So get what you can while you can. And when those are gone, they're gone. <laughs> Mariah Rackler checks in and says, where's my Shalina shirt? I got it. It's in my office. <laughs> I got it. I pulled it out of the box for you. And just so you know, I'm usually like a large or an extra large, depending on the material. And I got a large. So fits perfectly a little roomy. I love it. I uh, love the colors. I love this rose. I don't know if you can see that right here. It's yeah, a the rose came out purple great. Rose. I, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Rose looks great. And I'm the gonna, whole I'm gonna try thing to looks turn great. Around. I'm going to model this. I'm going to take off my headphones and then model the back for the you. The Texas flag on the other side is really cool. It's a nice touch. We oh, found yeah. a great local company called Squared Away that does these designs and so did these jerseys I don't know how my backside looks, but... Looks good. All right, there you go. There you go. See, back here it says... Uh, La Reina. La Reina. La Reina. The queen. Good. The queen. So, like I said, really good fit, really good length. If you love it, get you one because awesome. So, uh, this was a neat surprise because I knew nothing about this coming out 
Um, I saw the announcement during the game, um, and then obviously you've already got them in hand uh, for those that pre-ordered them, and then you've 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 printed some extra ones so that you can sell some extra ones. Um, are, can we hope that there are more designs that you're about to float out? <clears throat> so we have um, we have four regular gunslinger design. I say regular, but four non-themed gunslinger designs. Mm. So we have a black jersey, a red jersey, a white jersey, and a blue jersey that we're working to get by the next game. Cool. Nice. So those vary a little bit. So the black and the red one, if I remember correctly, will have the gunslinger logo on the front. Okay. And a number um, and guns up on the back. Gotcha. And then the red and the blue, or the blue and the white, are more traditional with the number on the front and the back. Yes. And they represent the ninth man, which is the fan, because that's nice. who we're doing like all this that. for. So we're going to have a good variety. Those will have a couple youth sizes as well, because I know the kids want something too. Sure. For sure. So we're going to make sure we get those in there. And uh, that's in the in the works right now. We're, we're, we're going to try and make that happen by the next game. We're also going to try and get some more t-shirt designs out there, some more hat designs, and some other cool stuff like foam fingers and things like that. Ooh, I, foam I like a foam, foam finger. Fingers. Love hey, it. Foam, foam pistols. Foam. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. We guns found up. some guns up foam yeah. fingers. So nice. we're working on that. Um, we know that there's been a shortage or a lack thereof of, of merch in the past. We're trying to fill that gap and, and get you guys what you want. Um, I've looked at tailgate flags and... There's all kinds okay, of stuff. Okay, I was just about to ask. Like, that's the one thing we've heard for two years now is let's get some tailgate flags. I'm working on it, y'all. I'm working <laughs> on it. So. Now, we have to talk about the guns up. Is it two fingers or is it one finger? That's the, the big controversy. It is. I like the I two fingers. I say two. So, I like the two. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a two-finger two guy um, as far as the guns. But... I just have to point something out. Leo and I have this discussion pretty regularly. <laughs> oh no, here it comes. Uh, Let's just put that out there. But yeah, <laughs> this is this is not coming from a ours. You can't have it. Um, guns up started with the Smoking Guns podcast. Yes, like yes, we did. we we did that with the Z. Anyways. If you notice, anytime you see Guns Up, and you guys have adopted it, and we love it. Yes. Um, on the merch that comes out that says Guns Up, it is the Z. Um, the Z, if you'll notice, comes from Smoking Guns podcast. It's, Which is awesome. Uh, yeah. Smoking Love OG, it. Guns with a Z. Um, but we just want to make sure. Leo and I both had this discussion. Like, We're, trend, our, we're trendsetters. That's our thing. We're trendsetters. <laughs> we'll we, give y'all credit. And you oh, guys yeah, have a lot yeah. of credit due. So. Um, the, uh, so you got you got some jerseys coming. You've, you're working on trying to find some flags, make that happen. Um, we got all kinds of irons in the fire. It's sure. just a yeah. matter of, you know, what we can make happen and how fast we can make it happen. But we're, we're somebody earlier on, on a lot going the chat on. here said uh, trucker caps, snapback caps, kind of yeah. like what you're yeah. wearing right now. So mine that I got is a one off. We don't have right. a whole full set of those, right. but we want to get some Richardson 112s. Yeah. We want to do some cheaper style trucker hats. Right. You know, yeah. we're, we're going to get a big variety out there. Um, as many things time. as we can. Yeah, it takes time yeah. to build it up and, and kind of see what sells and what doesn't sell and what you guys want and what you don't want. So we're working on it, though. Yeah, I mean, we, we also want to kind of err a little bit on the cautious side where as you guys are building this thing, you're not going to go all in and, like, release a whole bunch of stuff and put all your, your, your resources into that. We'd rather you be putting resources into stuff like 
like the presentation of the game, right. which a lot happened this last week, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk before about we can start on. getting all this merchandise all out all at once, because then you end up with a bunch of back stock and a bunch of lost money, and right. you can't take yeah. that risk at this point. And even though we we know that's a that's an issue, and we know that people want merch, we want to make sure yeah. that this show is top notch, and that you know that's 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 our main focus is making sure we put on a good show for you guys. And a lot of effort was put into that this week, and I feel like it showed. And I will say, they have had merchandise at the watch parties, but where's yeah. all the fans? Yeah. We you need say, hey, we need up. more people showing up. Because I even went live when we were at Southtown 101. I showed the different shirts. I showed the different hats. I showed the stickers. And then even when we were at, um, at Native, right? Native? Native, Native. Yeah. yeah. they had merchandise there. So if you're not going to come watch the game, at least come and get merchandise. Like your at limited least, And don't edition complain Selena about jersey. it then either. That's right. Yeah. You know, so I think they're hats off to them, literally, right? Um, <laughs> they're doing a great job of merchandise. You guys have to come out and buy it. I mean, yeah. this is what we've asked for for a year and a half, two right. years. Leading into this is we want merch. We want merch, you know, that we can pick up off a table, try on, look at, not pre-order and we have to wait uh, until a pre-order number is full and months and months. And we've all been through that. Exactly. We all dealt with that. And we we did jerseys that way. And that was because the group that was doing things at that time had had a limited amount of resource and needed you to pre-order it so Mm -hmm. that they could turn around and turn that into something. Uh, we got a little different uh, setup now. We've got a little different. We don't uh, want you to have to wait on any scenario. We want it there. We want you to touch it, feel it, see it, know what you're getting, know you're getting it right now, and have options for you that sure. you don't like. Father's Day weekend is this weekend, so the watch party is on Saturday, correct? Yes. So come on on Saturday. Yeah. Friday, Friday night. What Friday, is it? night. Friday, Friday night. Friday night. Okay. Games on Friday, Friday night. Six thirty, right. I believe. Right. Yeah. Okay, Friday night, come out, get a gift for your dad. You know you've totally forgot about it. You don't have any idea what you want to get him. Get him a T-shirt. Get, get him, him a, a hat. Selena get him jersey. A... Yeah. I don't know about that. Well, okay. Get the king in your family uh, La, the La queen Reina. jersey. Get the right. reina, yeah. right? Get your queen. Get your, um, your mom the shirt. But while you're there, get some merchandise for your dad. He would love it. If somebody has a really great idea, I think you guys want to hear that, right? Like, you want to hear what ideas and what people want. Absolutely. Um, what's the best way for them to get that really great idea over uh, to you guys? They can they can either message the Gunslinger page. We all are connected to that and okay. we read oh, that. Um, we're all part of the fan page. At least I am. So we see that, too. You can reach out to me directly. I don't care. Um, add me on Facebook. and I'm, We're all ears. We're, we're, we're listening to y'all. So. And they definitely are. So, Let us know. So merch is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, they don't have exactly what you're looking for yet, tell them what you're looking for. Understand that um, it's going to be a process. Yes. Bear um, with us, but we're working It's with not it. going to be as slow a process as we've dealt with in the past. True. Mm-hmm. Things faster. are happening faster. Um, but realize that you're not going to say, hey, I want trucker caps today. And by Friday at the watch party, you're going to have trucker caps out on the table. That's probably not going to happen. Trust us. We've tried to make that happen <laughs> with several different yeah. things. And, it, you know, you can't control what you can't control. True. I got one for maybe a little bit down the pipeline. What's that? Mini helmets. 
Many Ooh, homes. That's a good sure. one. That's a good, good one. Yeah. Well, I remember on the second game I even talked about on the podcast, the customer service was amazing. Like just walking up to the uh, the Coliseum, um, there were John Wayne workers there welcoming us and saying, do you need anything? Do you have your ticket? Do you need a ticket? You know, so even from game two, you guys were doing an excellent job. Well, thank you. So let's talk about the game on Saturday. And I want to start right there where you're talking about, um, okay. RC, because we all three had different experiences getting into the stadium on uh, Saturday. RC, you didn't have any trouble, right? No, not at all. But I was there super early because I came early to drop off the roses and the right. bouquet for Selena. Then I did a little bit of tailgating and then I melted. <laughs> <laughs> my jello shots melted, really. Uh, I had my press pass um, and didn't have any trouble with that. And now you guys have press pass. Yes, and it has my name. Yeah, I got mine. Yeah. That's uh, very exciting. Leo, how was your experience getting into the stadium, uh, getting into the arena on it, Saturday? It was a challenge. It wasn't as as uh, as good as your guys. Partially, partially, some of it, admittedly, was my fault. Um, I mean, we couldn't get there early for the. Normally, I'm like one of the first people there for the tailgating. You are for sure. Uh, this time, we had some things going on in the morning, Dol- Dolores and I, and uh, couldn't get there till. Um, I believe we were there about 115, 120, somewhere around there. Um, I figured, yeah, you know, I'd go up to the box office and show them, show them my uh, uh, whatever information off of my phone so I could get my tickets because I'm a season ticket holder, right? Mm-hmm. Now, at the beginning of the season, we were getting emails from Ticketmaster. By the way, we're getting one, I understand that this whole process is completely on Ticketmaster and has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the gunslingers and uh john wayne or anything like that uh as as uh, rc said earlier the customer service has been great wherever john wayne people have been in, involved in new ownership um but there was a booth back there that was with a sign that said um that said oh what was the it said ticket box office box office yeah just yeah. A, just like a stand-up sign one guy there with a with a laptop not very enthusiastic no no and i i saw box office so i was like okay this is the guy that can help me and i went over to him and i explained the situation to him and i said you know i'd like to get my tickets please by the way why aren't i getting my emails anymore because i really should have these tickets when i'm already before i'm even getting to the game before game day that's something as a season ticket holder we should already have, and that happened the first game, and then didn't happen after that. Mm-hmm. Every, every uh, the the other games that we've had, I've always had to go and have someone help me get my tickets. Um, so this time the guy was like, "Well, take let me get your information. Uh, I got to send it off to someone else." So he texted to somebody. He's like, "You should receive a text in, in a little bit." Twenty minutes later, I still haven't received a text. And I'm standing there getting irritated. Um, the game's already starting to get started. I can hear stuff going on in there. And here I am standing outside, can't can't get in after investing in season tickets, and I can't get in and, and see the festivities, the pregame stuff. So I was a, I, I was a little a little annoyed. Um, I eventually did get that text. It took way longer than it should have. And now that I spoke to I spoke to Mo and Iris, uh, who are you know everybody knows who Mo and Iris are if you f- follow the show. Um, and then as well as URC, and I found, found out that there's a uh, ticket booth or a box office over at the AT&T Center that I could have walked over to. They have the computer systems there. It's not just one guy with a laptop, and I, I probably would have gotten them a lot faster because you said you yes. were, were like immediately you got right. yours. So I went over to the box office, 
And they're like, um, what's your name? I told them my name. Um, where are you sitting? I don't know. Maybe 110. I don't know. What role? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's your email? I gave them the email. You know, literally within five minutes, they found it. Okay. So I'm sorry that you had that bad experience, but I think I told you to go over to that box office. Yeah, uh, I, and, and I was prepared to walk over there until I saw the sign right there that said box office behind that guy. And I was like, oh, I don't have to walk over there because there's a box office right here. I, I expected, uh, incorrectly expected that the person that was sitting at that box office to have the same capabilities as at the other one. So that's why I say is this partially my fault. So this was Freeman staff? I think the main point here is that you shouldn't have to do that, especially as a season ticket holder. If you ask me, yes, I shouldn't have to do that. And we'll we'll work on that. And and if you're not a season ticket holder, a way to avoid this is if you buy a group package like this week, it was the San Antonio six-pack. We handled that. My wife, April Steubing, has worked all week, worked her butt off. She personally texted every single person that bought a group package and sends them her tickets themselves. So we kind of work that into things. So if you want to get that out of the equation, there you that's go. a way to do it. And we'll if work on the back If I had pom-poms, I'd be shaking them right now for April. She also <laughs> helped coordinate the dance, uh, the yeah, cheerleading she team. She's, she's been awesome. I so think I, I got to give her a shout out. We'll get you some At pom-poms. least one. Yeah. So I can <laughs> shake them on the... Of course, I'm going to drive Philip crazy, but I'll shake them anyway. <laughs> I think he stole my last pom-poms. We've been over this. I don't know yeah. where those... What are you doing with those these days? Yeah, what are you doing with my pom-poms? They mysteriously disappeared. Those those little clapper noisemakers. All of my noisemakers, gone. I, it's a mystery. No comment. Mm. But I do enough, not recall. <laughs> Senator, I do not no recall. No comment. <laughs> so enough about the, the experience the I had getting into the game. Sure. Once we got into the game, let's talk about all that, because that's some really good stuff. That is some great stuff. Uh the the game on the field let's leave the game on the field we'll talk about that in the third segment um after we talk to robert but let's talk about what uh things look like off the field what did you see um that you were excited about that was different um rc anything anything happened I could go on and on was and there on and on was there any oh my god it was so group great of Ladies that maybe you've been begging for? Well, as soon as I walk into the, the Coliseum, right, as soon as you go through the double doors, cheerleaders on one side, cheerleaders on the other side, they're shaking their pom-poms, smiling, looking gorgeous and beautiful, men taking pictures, kids taking pictures with them. It was amazing. It was like a dream come true for me. You know, I just needed my little skirt or whatever, and I was ready to jump in. And then we waited like five minutes. And I know in the beginning, we were going to do the presentation for Selena with the roses. So I got to walk with the cheerleaders through the Coliseum and go through the secret back way. And then I was, <laughs> I, then I was on the floor. I was like, oh, my God, I'm in heaven. Well, you it was were so part much of the fun. judging process. Yeah. So you were oh, yeah. In oh, yeah. I knew those girls. So and you I earned your spot down there. And they were like, oh, you look so beautiful. They were so pretty. And, oh, they did so, a great and they job. were exciting. The lasso girls. And I forgot her name, but she's like the tumbler. She was all excited yeah they did great and then i saw andy anderson our friend from the commanders he was there then i saw ray what's his last name uh, the Hogan. photographer Hogan. yes Hogan. he was there he's another friend of the podcast i was just like in heaven let me tell you i guess there was a game starting i don't know i was just in heaven <laughs> uh yeah so there was a lot more production value put into the game Absolutely. here mm-hmm. than anything we've seen before. It was. Um, there was some games that we played or that they played with folks mm-hmm. um, during some stoppages in play. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we did not realize there were going to be so many stoppages in play. They right. made <laughs> we would have probably put some more games in there. We did come up with some more that. games, apparently. But you're skipping the po- most important part. I haven't skipped anything yet. The prayer. You said the prayer. Oh, oh yeah. I did. I did. And he did um, a good job. And they won. I'm and not there saying that. Oh, here we go. I'm well, not saying I'm the reason. that uh, you or the Lord? <laughs> Maybe yeah, it was I'm me not. because I was on the floor. How about that? Maybe. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. entirely possible. Uh, no, there was a lot. Um, and it was really your first opportunity, uh, Jordan, your, your guys' first opportunity to do that. Um, my guess is you guys all walked away and said, okay, that was good. But I've already seen two or three things that we can tweak, fix, change the order where we do this instead of do that, do this. Absolutely. Um, Let's just say it, it, the amount of stuff we learned from doing that for the first time, you know, a lot of us have never been involved <laughs> with something like this and putting together a huge production like that. Uh, my dad, who was who was in charge of putting together, I'm not trying to plug my family, I promise, That's but okay. my dad was you in can. charge of... You can, you guys He's a rock star, job. too. James yeah. put yeah. together a the whole production list, and he's never done this before, but he did a phenomenal job. Yes, he did. And he made it work, and we learned a lot. And mm. next game's going to be better, and the game after that's going to be even better, and we're going to keep improving. It looks flawless. One, I can tell you that. Well, thank you. One... Tiny. Let me hear it. Oh, oh, here we go. Let me hear it, Leo. Piece I'm going to see if it's, it's the same criti- thing. Not criticism, but uh, suggestion. or And it might just be me. Oh, I think I know where it's going. It, it might have just been me. I don't know. You guys chime in. I'm. You might say, Leo, you're, you're crazy. Uh, you're old. Uh, you know, but... Whose okay, house I'll, is I'll, it? Whose house is <laughs> it? Okay. Okay. Whose house is it? Our Whose house. house is it? I just want just to be fair, Michael Wayne Davis, before you even said anything, came on and said, I liked the announcer. This is our house. Um, I liked it too, you know, the first time and then maybe the, the fifth time and then maybe the 10th time, but like the hundredth time. Okay. But here's my opinion on that. <laughs> okay. Give us if your it bothered you, mm-hmm. it drove Albany out of their mind. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I got in their heads and they were, you were pissed. in their heads. So they were in I our mean, house. when he came on after that little tussle and started that up, I was yeah. like, they're fuming right now, yeah, which is what we want. Get, get mad and get off your game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> I did catch that. Like after there was, you know, a, a little bit of altercation and pushing, like it was almost like he was e- edging him on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did catch that. I thought that. there was going to be another fight after yeah. he started that up. I was like, oh dude, here we go. <laughs> But uh, he did a great job. He really did. It was it was fun. I would say it could be um, toned down, not all the way. Um, I, a little for tweaking. me, for my personal a little tweaking is good. And again, I may be just like you, Leo. It may just be uh, get off my lawn, old yeah, guy old kind fogey. of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, we could probably turn this down. If he's at a hundred percent right now, we could probably go down to eighty percent, eighty, eighty-five, and uh, and still still keep some of that. Um, but uh, it is what it is. Like, hey. we're learning. We're yeah. all learning. Yeah, it was yeah. a process for him, just like everyone else. I, right, yeah, right. So. I, What's his name? Uh, Marcus. I don't remember his last name. Marcus, okay. Yeah. Well, Marcus, he, you did a good job. He's got he a strong a voice. I wonder if he can he talk does. the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah. You know, last year, one of the big things was the, uh, the DJ booth oh, that they had. Right. And they were running the music through the DJ booth, and that wasn't my thing either. I'll be real honest. So... Um, maybe it's just me. <laughs> maybe I'm just an old fogey. 
And then we uh, had Selena yeah. sing. She did a great job. That she was awesome. Amanda oh Solis. Yes, Amanda mm-hmm. Solis. Yeah, somebody beautiful, brought up, beautiful lady. Sorry, I, I didn't. I'm um, like. That's okay. You're right. Like it was a great, great show, great production with uh, with Amanda and everything. A lot of people had fun even after the game with mm-hmm. that. Uh, one thing I was just about to say is my mind was just kind of tracked on. Oh, Carrie brings up a great point. Fans need to get loud. So, like, yes. if the fans aren't being loud, then he was being loud yes, for that's us. That's right. And, like, encouraging it. And that is a big part of a home field advantage. So, true. yeah. True. And I think we had so many more people than we usually have. A lot of people probably never been to a Gunslinger game. Right. We're trying to get into it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, let's get loud, guys. Let's tear it up. And, and I will say, when I first got there at tailgating, it was about noon, and it was myself and one other car. And um, they came out and they fired up their grill and I went to go talk to them. They had never heard of the Gunslingers, never heard of them, heard a commercial on the radio and said, you know what, let's go. So they were out there cooking ribeyes and hot dogs, inviting me. And I was chit-chatting with them for a long time. And then when we sat down, because we were season ticket holders and we sit close to each other, there was some guys from Chicago mm-hmm. that heard about the Gunslingers and they came and it was like, the dad, the two brothers, an uncle, and they had an amazing time. Oh, they were like Pumped. really enjoying it, and yes. they were they were some of the loudest fans there. Yes, I'm they sure were. there was one guy there that was yelling I at think his name uh, is Zach. Ross. Zach, yeah, he yeah. was yelling at. I think his name is Marcus Ross, or uh, he's a defensive back for for the Empire. Uh, I forget his first name, but. He yelled at him enough that he actually got reactions from Ross. Ross would turn around and acknowledged him, yes. but not in a good way. Not at all. And Zach, the, Zach was like, I'm in your head. I'm in your head, I'm kid. I'm in your head, and he kept kid. Him kid. And he totally was. Oh, yeah. Good. That's was, what we need. Yeah. Yes, yes. Come so. at it because the players talk crap to each other. And, it, you know, get the fans involved. The, he was involved. The whole family was involved. Michael Wayne Davis asking, do we have an official. Uh, Attendance number? Oh, yeah. That's a good if, question. Uh, if we do, or I don't know what it is park. off the top of my okay. head. Uh, it was much, much better than our previous games. I know that. I, I loved yeah. how you had them located. Location yeah, you was pulled key. them all to the you center. All that all was together. great. Perfect. That's all my wife. I mean, Perfect. for the ones that she organized, she wanted people to be in the best possible seats. Yes, it was And good. another cool thing about that is since she texted everybody individually, mm-hmm. she had people after the game contacting her. And one lady oh, reached perfect. out and she goes, well, I got these for my husband's birthday. We live five and a half hours away. And it was oh totally my gosh. worth it. Wow. wow. That's awesome. That's great. So. Yeah, to me, it seemed like about on par, maybe a little bit more than with the the free ticket game. Except these weren't free tickets, so that makes this a lot better. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So it it was. I mean, I think anybody that was at the game had a great um, time. Had a great time. It was a great experience. It was. uh, It was better. Mm -hmm. And you're telling us at this point that. Um, we can continue to expect things to improve going yeah. forward through these next, what do we got? Three more, three home, more games. home games. Yeah. yeah. And, and just like with the watch parties, we're always trying to improve those mm-hmm. and, and, and anything we can do or see that needs to, to, to have changes made, we make changes and we, and we go from there. And the same with the home games. This is our first home game since the ownership transfer. We learned an invaluable amount of stuff from this, and it was still awesome. Yeah. Sure. So mm-hmm. next game will be even better. And One more so on and so forth. Off the field thing I want to talk to you about because I think you had a big hand in putting this thing together. Let's talk about your t-shirt, Kenny. Oh, oh yeah. yes. love it. Very cool. Yeah, I felt like Scarface out there. It was awesome. <laughs> I had a lot of little friends. 
Uh, <laughs> it did. Um, it's got some graphics along the side of it. It's it's built yeah, out like, like a, a like a gun. Yeah, like I a, wrapped uh, it like a revolver. Yeah, yeah. And I put the Gunslinger's logo on it, and I shot it a few times in the in the John Wayne back lot, and that sucker goes. And then I got out there to the game, and I was like, I honestly have no frame of reference of how far these right? t-shirts are going to go. And I didn't have anything to carry them in because, like I said, we're learning as we go here. So I just stuck them in all my pockets. And then I went out the first time, and I think I shot out like five or six. And one of them went all the way up into the rafters, and I wasn't sure if it was going to come back down again. But then the second time we did it with the, both of the, the Dodge Rams and all the cheerleaders in the back. And it was yeah, really that was cool. great. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, that was that particular time, you were able to get the folks up in the upper right. with, yeah. your, mm-hmm. with your cannon. And then the cheerleaders were hitting people in the lower section. So, um, I, I surprised somebody huge. I was walking around down there. And, of course, I stop and wave and try to get a T-shirt, too, because why not? Because you're Philip. Um, and so I'm standing there, and I'm waving, and they throw one, and it goes over my head, and I don't think much about it. Um, and I start to walk off, and the lady goes, I dropped it. I dropped it. It's right there by your foot. And I look down, and I pick it up, and I've got a T-shirt in my what? hand. And I toss it up to her, and she's like, she was uh, shocked awesome. she's like, that I handed her the T-shirt. I'm like, man, I got, I got some gunslinger gear. Let's get it to yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, my, somebody cousin, else. my cousin actually came from Las Vegas, Juan Robledo. He got one. Look, I even took a That's picture. Awesome. He got one. He caught one. He did catch one. Yeah. I yeah, was, I was, was sitting next to him. excited about that. Yeah, that was cool stuff. Is there, like, what's the, what's, what's the weight on that, that cannon? Is it pretty heavy? Is there a chance we can see a little double, you know, two shooter action? Yeah, you yeah. get someone behind you loading them up? They're not cheap. Uh, yeah. We'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about this year. Uh, it probably, the handle is like a handle off a paintball gun, okay. and the air system is the same. Right. Oh. So every time I slide a t-shirt in there, I prime it, and then it fires. Mm. So, you know, it, I'm, nothing's out of the realm of possibilities. But yeah. I think we can, if, cool. if I come up with a better system of, of storing shirts on me and have them right here readily available, we can get out plenty of t-shirts. And especially with the cheerleaders throwing them out, too, we cover right. top mm-hmm. sections, low sections. And we'll probably do it more often. I was pretty overwhelmed in this game doing all the stuff I was doing, so mm-hmm. I could have probably come out a little bit more. In the future, we'll do that. Speaking of stuff that was going on, before I forget to mention it and we move on, I want to be sure that we say thank you because part of one of the things, one of the big surprises that happened was we actually got to see our logo, our logo yeah. up on the yeah. Jumbotron yeah. and a little you. announcement and about on the our back little, of the t-shirt, our little head. podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's on the back of the t-shirt. I'm sure wow. it is, yeah. Thanks, guys. That. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's, and that's you great. mentioned our names and we were so excited. Yeah, thanks, guys. That well, was really cool. You guys are a huge part of this. It's so cool that coming into something like this, there was already a podcast in place. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know about it at first, and Brandon told me, he's like, have you listened to the podcast? I'm like, there's a podcast? What are you talking about? And it's been so cool that that's already in place, and you guys have been doing this, and, and we're happy to, to join up with you and do everything we can to, to help support you. And we so, really wanted to be a part when we uh, passed out the roses, because I know for Selena that the yeah. roses were a big deal. Yeah, right. And it was kind of funny at the end, because um, Philip had an extra <laughs> rose, and he's like running after her, you know? <laughs> for sure. Uh-huh. Jill trying to give her that rose. It was yeah, I was funny. trying to track Jillian down, and she kept you know moving around, and I'm like, I look. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's do this. That's that's the off-the-field stuff, but we got lots to talk about on the field, too. True, true. Um, so let's take a break here. When we get back, we will be talking with Robert Kent Jr. Mm-hmm. And then out of that, we will come back and start talking about the game on the field and the game coming up and what we can expect going forward. Woo. 
Can't Stick with wait. us. San Antonio Gunslingers uh, are are victorious. Two guns. We get Two to guns. say that for the first time in over a year. Uh, we're going to talk more about that. Smoking Guns Podcast. We'll be with you. We'll be back with you right after this. Smoking Guns Podcast. Philip Higginbotham, R.C. Woods, Leo, uh, Leo, Leo, Leo Yamas. Man, I. What happened there? It. What has happened to me? <laughs> uh, we're Sorry. also hanging out with Jordan here, uh, Stubing, who's been talking to us about some of the Gunslinger merchandise that there's that's out there and some of the stuff maybe to come. Uh, but right now, we've got an even more special. Not that, Jordan, you're not a special guest. Well, thank you. But we've got an even more special guest I on agree. the phone line with us. Uh, it is the quarterback of your San Antonio Gunslingers, Robert Kent Jr. Robert, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about you guys? We're doing good. Hey, man, winning cures a lot of things, doesn't it? Ah, uh, man, winning makes you feel a whole lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Now, you've been playing uh, professional football since 2000 or 99. When did you When did you start playing professional football? 2004. 2004, okay. Um, and uh, you've played on – do you have a count of how many teams you've played on? You know what? I, I've thought about it a couple of times, but I've kind of miscounted. So I, I usually go to Wikipedia, and I think Wikipedia knows a little bit more about it. <laughs> you do. You have a Wikipedia page. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. In fact, in one of the message boards that I'm in about the NAL, when you got signed to the Gunslingers and that became official, um, they looked at your resume off of Wikipedia and they said, man, this guy has like a Danny Southwick kind of resume. I didn't even know who Danny Southwick was, so I went and looked him up. Um, and he's got that same kind of uh, playing over in Columbus this season. Uh, that same kind of bouncing around. Have you run across Danny before? I actually have. I ran across Danny up in Massachusetts a few years ago. Well, you're going to get a chance to play him again, I think, here in a few weeks. Ah, so is he back in uh, Columbus? Is he uh, with Columbus? Uh, he was. Uh, I think he's still there. I need to do my research. Um, one of these days, I'll be a professional broadcaster, and I'll do research <laughs> before I just throw things out. It won't be this day. Uh, so tell us how you wound up in – uh, in San Antonio playing for the Gunslingers because we remember you. We know you well from uh, last season when you were with the North Texas Bulls. Um, how do you make that? that you, you end your season with the North Texas Bulls. You guys are champions. You went and did some coaching, and then it kind of felt like when you made that transition to me to coaching, you were kind of signaling out there that uh, – I might be wrapping up my playing time. So to hear that you were coming back to not only playing, but to play for the Gunslingers was a surprise to me. Did I read that wrong? Or were you kind of thinking about wrapping up playing time? Well, I was thinking about it, but my mind went in reverse. <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know, get, still being a part of the game as a coach, but then knowing and feeling that you still have the ability to go out there and play yourself. I just wanted to get it out of my system. I didn't want to go and say, I wish I had, or I hope I had, or I could have. Nope, let's go ahead and get it out of my system now and uh, put one more year into it. And then I have the opportunity to actually bring Coach Shaw with me to Albuquerque to help coach. Mm-hmm. And he was offered the opportunity in San Antonio. I said, hey, man, if, I, if, I, um, if I'm not playing at home and that opportunity arises, I'll come out here and let's go make some, uh, let's go make some history in San Antonio. 
Now, you went from North Texas over to Albuquerque, uh, coached for the Duke City Gladiators, but that was kind of a an experiment. It almost felt like you tried it out. You did the head coaching thing, had some success, um, but you mm-hmm. stepped away from that pretty quickly too. Is coaching not the thing? And did, did you feel like coaching wasn't, or was it just that that opportunity just, wasn't lining up? I just It just felt like I still had a little bit more in my tank to gotcha. play. And I didn't want to go ahead and step off the field and leave that that notion inside of me said, man, you know, I think I could have won one more. So I, I wanted to go ahead and get it out of my system. I got you. Well, just a little trivia, just I'm sure you know, but the Gunslingers actually is your 22nd um, team, and this is 2022. <laughs> so I think it's perfect. <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, it may be something special going on here. I love numbers, so I'm going for it. Uh, let's talk about something special going on here because you've been uh, part of the team since week two. Uh, you came in and played against Columbus with virtually no time with the team at all. And you guys got down to a last second loss there. I mean, you, you very last second, you yeah. really, um, you really had a chance to win that game. Um, you've gone on to, I mean, the records one and five and that's not a secret. And our one win, uh, was mm-hmm. this season. Is this in your estimation, you've been around the game a long time. Is this a one in five football team? Uh, definitely not a one in five football team. Okay. This is a football team that just figuring out how to win. Okay. You know, we've been in pretty much, we've been in all of our ball games except for that one Carolina game where we just right. do it. But we've been in the games and being in games and winning games as two different sides of the ball. And us learning how to win and understanding that the game is not over until the last horn goes off. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you have to instill that in players. And sometimes when players don't, if they've never experienced that type of atmosphere where, you know, the game, especially in the arena game, the game's not over until it's over. You could be down 16 points with 10 seconds left, and anything could happen in the game. And with the deuce, you, you know, being able to kick two points off the kickoff. So the game is never over until it's over. But now that we understand how to win and we've tasted victory, there's no turning back now. We got we have a, we're on a mission right now. Yeah, on on that, Robert. So when when you came on board with this team, talk a little bit about the progress that you've seen. You know, you you mentioned the team learning to win, but what's what's been the biggest piece of that, or the biggest uh, improvement or work that has been put in since you started uh, coming in with this team? Uh, you know, at the second game after after we had an injury. Up until now, when we finally, you know, we went through some struggles, and now we have that first W. Uh, what what is the biggest difference that you've seen that help us finally get that that mark in the win column? I, I think it's just belief. You know, uh, first of all, getting new ownership that gave you, you know, gave you a concrete ground to stand on as a team, knowing that everything is going to be taken care of off the field. Now it's time for you to do your job on the field. So definitely got to thank James Wolf, uh, John Wayne for that. And then now it's let's focus on football. And the guys understand that, all right, the off-the-field aspects of it are taken care of. We don't have to worry about that. All you need to go down is worry about how to go and play the game and be a team, be a unit. We've had some phases where offensive played well, defense didn't play well. Defense played well, offense didn't play well. Special teams didn't show up. Mm-hmm. We had opportunities there for all three phases of the game to show up this past weekend. I know the score was a lot closer than the game itself was, but we still – Managed to all three phases of the game to be, I'm going to say, a perfect game, but a complete game. Sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that ownership change because you happen to be here through that. And my bet is being around the arena game, the indoor game, 
that's probably not the first time you've dealt with some of those kind of uh, shaky ground situations as far as ownership goes. Um, we've made it clear. <laughs> we've made it clear. Uh, we really respect what the what we call the OG three um, did, putting this thing together and and pulling it together. But it became clear near the beginning of the season that um, uh, they they were losing ground financially pretty quickly, more, more quickly than they expected to. Um, does mm-hmm. that affect a locker room when ownership is? Uh, you know, rightfully hand wringing a little bit over finances. Um, is that oh, something definitely. that you guys can can put aside and go out and play, or is that something that affects your guys in the locker room? Uh, it, you know, I can only speak for myself. You know, there are certain things that you can put aside and go play, but then certain players who are not in that that capacity to not put it aside, just to not know where your next meal is coming from or uh, the check that you're supposed to receive, you're not receiving it, or your funds need to go home to help someone else. So it, it plays a part on some individuals and some individuals don't. So it's hard for you to focus on the reason why you're here. And that's one thing that I'm always talking to the players about is, why are we in San Antonio, Texas? What would you be doing right now if you weren't out here playing football, playing the game that you say you love to play, and going out here to try to be champion? Everything else needs to be put to the side. If we can find a way to do that, then let's do it. Because winning, again, it doesn't cure everything, but it does help you feel a whole lot better about the situation. So let's talk a little bit about that win. Uh, you guys led the game by 20 um, for – a uh, pretty considerable amount of time, but we end up with only a three-point win by the end. Uh, at the end of the game, or near the end of the game, uh, late for fourth quarter, I noticed that you um, went ahead and stepped out for the rest of the game. Uh, Nico Thomas stepped in and ran that quarterback position. Um, felt like we had the win in hand, but that gave Albany the opportunity to uh, to put some more points on the board and make it a lot closer then ultimately the game really was, was that, uh, why, why did that happen? Did you make the decision to step out? Was that something coach Shaw came to you and said, Hey, I think we got this one in hand. Like what, 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 yeah. What, what made that happen? That was more on, on, on my end of it. You know, me going to coach Shaw, let him know that the one that was close to being a safety, I took a pretty good hit. Mm. and was driven into the ground. And my biggest thing is I know how long the season is and us being up by 20-plus points right here, we just need to maintain or move the ball forward just to, to keep the victory in hand. So I was asking him, hey, Coach, can I, you know, these last three minutes, can I step out of the game because I don't want to take a cheap shot because sure. we are up and we are winning the game. And I'm looking forward to, you know, enjoying this victory and moving on to the next one. In hindsight, it's – the game- and again, the game got closer because we had an onside kick attempt where one of our linemen was sure. doing what he was supposed to be doing and going to try to catch the ball instead of blocking someone, right. and that gave them another opportunity to score too. So mm-hmm. it, it wasn't just a, it wasn't just me stepping out of the game. It was a couple. Of, it was another factor that added in the game being closer because it, it should have been a ten point win rather than a three point win. Right. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, knowing how that game finished now, uh, do you look at it and say, next time this situation comes up, I might. I might do something different. A hundred percent healthy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not a hundred percent healthy. I would probably wait, wait. Be the same that, exact thing. Look, that makes a big difference. <laughs> look, Robert, you're 43 years old. You're playing professional football. Are you ever a hundred percent healthy? 
Hold on, let me let's go back. <laughs> that's a relative term, old, right? I'm, oh, you're 41. I'm, 41 I'm sorry. One years old. I'm sorry. That's right. You're 41. Um, even 41 so, years old. Hey, are you yeah, ever 100% healthy? I, I, I cannot remember the last time I was 100% healthy. <laughs> like that. I do not play professional football. I am a little older than you. I'm 43, and I can't remember the last time I was 100% healthy. Robert, I don't even yeah, think sure. he ever played football. Did you ever play football? No, I there never played football. There you go. Well, so there. well, I mean, peewee football. No, that doesn't count. Okay. That doesn't count. I'm going to throw Here's a question. Can you name my second favorite sport? Can either one of you guys name it? Um, I want to say maybe tennis. You are correct. Boom. Booyah. Correct. We know our stuff around here. People are like, you don't play basketball? I'm like, nope. My second favorite sport is tennis. I love tennis. So when I'm not playing football, I'm actually out on the tennis court. Awesome. You played quite a bit of tennis in high school, didn't you? Yes. High school and I played a little college tennis. won a conference at Jackson State. Nice. Well, I have a little trivia. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us about when you played the stunt double for Dwayne oh, Johnson. I knew in the this. Game plan. <laughs> We've talked about this before on this show back when you were in North Texas. I yeah, tell us all... about being uh, the Rock stunt yeah, double. Yeah, I want to hear all about that. It was it was actually amazing. You know, it actually came from uh, my arena opportunities. I was playing some uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. and they were shooting a movie. And when they do the movie, they usually need some football players to you know just to play the roles. But they don't use NFL players because it's doing their training camp. So they usually wow. use arena guys. Okay. And um, I got the call and uh, said, hey, you, you want to come and do some stunts? Because The Rock had just finished doing a movie, the one, The Rundown, where he was in the forest. And I forgot the, the other the other actor who's in the movie with him. Was it Jumanji? Sean you know, Williams. Sean Williams. Sean Williams. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great movie, by the way. That's a very one good movie. They were in the jungle. Yes. And he was trying to capture his son, bring his son back to the U.S. And they was, I forgot, the, there was some little relic that they were trying to go, he was trying to go and say, but oh, he ended up tearing his Achilles. Yep. So he couldn't, uh, he couldn't do anything. All he could do was walk to the line. Mm-hmm. So they really needed someone to come in and do the quarterback position uh, for the movie. And I ended up, it was three of us there. He had a cousin who looked exactly like him, but he wasn't a, he wasn't a quarterback. And it was another guy there, and I was able to get uh, I did about 85 to 90% of the quarterback scenes in the movie. So it was a, it was a great experience. And so I, I, I kind of tell my kids all the time, anything is possible. You just got to <laughs> go after it. Now, you mentioned kids. How many kids do you have? I have three. Okay. I have a 12, an 8, and a 2. Wow, you're busy. You're busy, Dad. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, my 12, my, the two, the 12 and the 2-year-old, my two girls, they were at the game this weekend. And one thing my 12-year-old daughter said, she said, Daddy, you never run the ball anymore. And I said, well, <laughs> you know, Daddy kind of feels like Tom Brady. I just sit back here and throw it around. But, but you did. You got I a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Two, 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 two rushing touchdowns. When I ran the 10 yards in, I had to keep that ball and give it to her. It's like, hey, Daddy did that just for you. Oh, that I was, was sweet. I'm sorry. I, I was actually going to ask you that question. Um, I had that in mind because I noticed that you had two rushing touchdowns in this game, and I was like, I wonder when was the last time, if Robert can remember the last time <laughs> he had two rushing touchdowns in a game. Do you, do you remember the last time that happened? I, when I say I have no clue, I have, <laughs> I, there may not be records of that. I must say. <laughs> Because when coming coming out of uh, coming out of college, you had the reputation of being a mobile quarterback and and uh, and you know being kind of a dual threat guy. I think 
Um, of course, when when you're 41 years old and still still out there playing, that that changes things a little bit. You you kind of learn to play the game more between the ears than than with uh, than with your your legs and your arm. Yes, and that's why I try to keep my mind at 100 percent, my body as close to 100 percent as possible. Can you recall in what game you threw the most uh, yards? Oh, I had a 400 yard game one time. It was, it was a little bit over 400 yards. It was, I mean, I, I may have missed one completion in mm-hmm. that game, and we lost the game. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> yes, we lost the game. Because we I were, uh, playing the number one team in the league, and it, it was, it was because I was playing when Arena Two was still around, mm-hmm. and it, it was a, a pretty good game, I must oh. say. Wow, that's that's amazing that you lost that game with so much yardage. Uh, yeah, but I think the happen. one incompletion I had was the one that cost us the game. That's, oh. that's just me mentally. But that was a long time ago. We don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so the Gunslingers are one in five, um, but mm-hmm. you are in a six-team league where four teams go to the playoffs. You're actually only two games out of uh, that last playoff spot. And, of course, if you make it to the playoffs, anything can happen. Um, Anything's possible. Is it unreasonable – um, to believe that this team could be could make some noise on the second half of this season. Uh, I definitely believe this team is going to make some noise the second half of the season. Uh, the first half of the season, we were kind of getting our footing. You know, mm-hmm. the teams understood that we had talent, but we just hadn't put it together. We hadn't made it a complete package. And this past weekend, uh, I felt that we put it together and made it a complete package. Now it's, hey, let's go and uh, – Let's go put our foot on some people's neck and go win some games and get in this playoff. Like you said, whenever whenever you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Right. I can remember when uh, Arena won, the Washington Invader got into the playoff, and I don't think maybe they won three or four games, but ended up winning the Arena Cup that year. Who on this team, who on your, your Gunslingers roster, is somebody that you have uh, been really excited to get to know and get to play with? Uh, actually, Pierre Turner, the other OD on the team. <laughs> so you know, I've I've played against Pierre, sure, and, uh, for a long time. <laughs> so to actually be able to have an opportunity to play with him, and every time I tell him, he's like, "Man, I got you, I got you. Don't have to worry about nothing. I got you." So my biggest thing is making sure that I feed him the ball. He blocks for me. He goes on defense. He makes plays. So when he gets off, I had to give him a touchdown. I try to give him a touchdown here, there to keep him happy. <laughs> you know, one thing I noticed that this game compared to the other games were that the uh, players were a little feisty. Like they were trying to like a couple times they had to be separated. What do you think was going on yeah. there? Well, I, Albany came in with a little noise, and you uh, got some guys that don't back down from noise you know, <laughs> around the locker room. So it was more of a more of a hey, let me let me go and see who barked the loudest. Mm, and okay. then we had a little confrontation that happened on the field, which is actually costing one of us, one of our players. Yeah, I heard. I'm not absolutely sure this weekend, but hopefully not. Uh-huh. If it does, that's that's uh, that's a huge blow to us. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that the guy making all the noise on the other side. I think that was Love. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he was allowed to continue playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That 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 I didn't understand either. And so, I, you know, uh, as a quarterback, I, I kind of see and watch everything, mm-hmm. but I can't make those decisions. And I heard right. that there were more than, you know, there were punches thrown from both sides. But for some reason, we were the only ones to get, uh, to get ejected from the game. I thought that was quite unfair. 
you've been around the game a long time. You've seen a mm-hmm. lot. I asked you this question during the game, and uh, you gave me an answer that I'm sure you're going to give me again. But and, and and you got to know that uh, this is this is out there, and all kinds of people, the league may listen to this, and uh, even officials may listen to this. But um, what is your thought on this officiating crew that does these San Antonio games? Um, great group of guys. You know, we all great group of guys. Yeah. We all we are all human. We all, you know, we only can do what we see, and it's judgment calls. And sometimes their judgment, my judgment disagrees with their judgment, but it's still judgment calls, and they're the ones that they get paid to wear the white hat and black hat. So I try to go do my part and play football. Good Whenever answer. I start worrying about the referees, yeah. now I'm no longer playing my game. Well, Good I, answer. I can tell you at one point um, the, uh, the other team coaches threw a red flag even though they got a touchdown. They were challenging their own points. I was like, this is insane. He was already expecting to not get that, that yeah. call. So the, the, yeah, that. the flag I, was already I out. I exact play. Yes, indeed. I was, I was like, like, what? What is going Maybe on here? Maybe he didn't see that the guy called touchdown, so he was making sure. He, yeah, he was that, challenging it already. They got it. <laughs> there was nobody more frustrated on the field Saturday than that head coach for Albany. He oh was. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, he was yeah. just beside himself most of the game. I was worried about Heart attack. his health. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and rightfully so, because I think there were some things that, had I been in his position, I would have had, I would have taken yeah, issue you, with as well. You would have thrown three or four red flags yourself. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I don't blame him. No, I don't blame him. Robert, but his team was, we were beating his team too. That, that, that didn't feel good either. It doesn't. It never right. does. And they're not used to losing. They're a championship team from mm-hmm. last year. They're four and two, or we're four and two coming into uh, the Freeman uh, Coliseum on Saturday. So they're, they're not used to being behind and behind by 20. That's true. On the scoreboard. Right. So that, that, yeah. that doesn't help. That gives you a certain amount of apoplexy mm-hmm. itself. Um, Robert, we're really excited. I mean, I've been excited since there was a possibility of them signing you and bringing you in before anything was done. Uh, when your name came up, uh, I immediately got excited and said, yes, let's do that. Um, that sounds like a great thing. Uh, hey, I appreciate that. Because we had watched you last year. Um, I am just impressed with, uh, you know, it's true of almost anybody playing professional football at the quarterback position that if you give them time, they're going to find the open guy because there's usually at least one guy open out there. Um, At least. But you have this ability to uh, find that faster or or make the decision, the right decision, quicker than I've seen a lot of quarterbacks make this. Mm -hmm. this, And I'm not talking about just indoor football or – uh, lower levels of football, even up in the uh, the ranks of the NFL, uh, you make decisions and you make good decisions as quickly as I've seen anybody make them. High football IQ. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys very much. I, I do appreciate it. We're big. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. We're big Robert Kent fans. I want to ask you one more question. I think I already know the answer. Um, and then we'll let you go and get on with uh, the rest of your evening. I wanted to do a quick uh, fire questions. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you a question, and then she's going to ask you five. I always have the last <laughs> word. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking down. I'm standing next to you uh, on Saturday, and I look down at your cleats. 
and on your cleats you have some initials written on each side of your cleats um it became yeah. clear to me that that's honoring somebody do you want to tell us anything about that who who are you honoring with your your initials uh, there my mom, my mom and my dad that's what i thought that's what yeah, i thought my mom man. and my dad i you know I, I i try to take them everywhere i go you know they're, they're in heaven looking down on me and they know they know my heart. They know what I enjoy doing. They know what makes me happy. And so I just make sure I take them with me everywhere. And especially playing the sport, you know, that at any point it could be your last play. Sure. I just want they're, they're always with me on every play. That's very cool. Yes. All right, Darcy. Go okay. So I'm going to ask you questions that have nothing to do with football. So. <laughs> okay. All right. So I know you've kind of been around, played for different um, teams, um, and probably tried lots of food. So what would you say has been the best pizza? Ah, the best pizza. Ah, it was in Oklahoma City. I can, I can say that. Really? Okay. I had some good pizza in Oklahoma City. I, I cannot remember the name of the place that I went to, but it was a specific spot that we would go to, and it pizza was delicious, I must say. And what's your favorite toppings on a pizza? Ah, I like a little ham, pepperoni, sausage. I, I like meat lovers, but you can also throw some veggies on there, too. Okay. No olives, no olives. No I don't olives. like olives, either. What are your top three songs on your playlist? Top three songs on my playlist? Ah, to be honest, it's blues and gospel. Okay. I'm from, I'm from Mississippi. I'm, mm -hmm. a, I'm a blues guy. Uh, it's a song called Hold in the Wall. <laughs> just so it's like a little club. Just a little little club, probably no bigger than two porta potties put together. But oh it's my. a club. We, we call it the Hole in the Wall. And uh, I have some gospel hymns on, uh, on my playlist. You know, where uh, he saw the best of me. Uh, it just, I try to keep myself zinned out. Mm -hmm. And that's where I get my zen from. I go blues early. And then after that, I go gospel to keep myself at ease. I hear you. And how about your best or favorite uh, breakfast taco? Ooh, breakfast taco. Uh, I'm going to probably say bacon, egg, and cheese taco. Okay. Last question. Yeah. Favorite I'm movie? A, I'm a big bacon guy. Oh. Favorite movie? We the talked one about that bacon. I'm in. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. That's a the great movie. It I'm is. In. The game plan, I must say. Now, when um, Philip said that he was very happy when he heard your name, we're talking jumping up and down, cheering. So just so you know. No, we were, I was very excited. Yeah, very Leo, excited. Leo was jumping up and down right next to him, I want to say. We were both pretty <laughs> happy about that. <laughs> well, thank you. Hey guys, for I, San Antonio has done nothing but welcome me here, so I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I'm, I'm hoping that we can you know, go out here and play the, football, play the game of football the way that it's been played in San Antonio before, and we can go out here and win a championship and bring a, a football championship to, to the city. There's a basketball championship here. Let's get some football championships here. I'm not sure if there are any, but we would like to do that. Well, this week you're 1-0, so that's a good start. Um, that's, each week, that's all we need to be, 1-0. Mm -hmm. yep. The closest San Antonio's been to a football championship would be that the UTSA Roadrunners claimed a Conference USA championship this year. Oh, that's true. But I think other than that, I think that would be the only football championship that's ever been won in San Antonio that I can think of. It is time. Might be right. It is very much time. Yeah, it is time. Yeah. I agree. Let's do it. Um, you got. Yeah, we got to do this again. I do appreciate this. Oh, thank yes, you. sir. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you. We were we're excited that you're here. Um, we love watching you play. Uh, Y'all are headed out to Orlando this week. Um, mm -hmm. Is that a win? Of course. 
I gotta ask. You asking me? <laughs> yeah, I answered for you. I answered for you. Is that a win? There you go. Thank you. <laughs> That's a, we're gonna go play. The, I don't. I don't like to go and tell you what's gonna happen in my heart. I'm gonna say we're gonna win, but we got to go out there and play football. Excellent. All right, we're gonna let you get on with your night. Thanks for hanging out with us, Robert. Uh, Robert Kent Jr., the quarterback of your winning the 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 winners. That's of, right. Yes. You know. Forget the first five games. That doesn't matter. Yeah, they won this week. This week. This week. Five. The winning team. Took uh, they the took empire. down the champion. That's right. Yeah, That's took all. Down the what empire. more can you ask for? What, what do they always say? They always say, to be the champion, you have to be the, the champion. champion. And we did that. They're yeah. the champions. And uh, Robert and the guys went out there and beat them. So I think that makes us the champions now. I'm going to call it that. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, Robert, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, the rest of you, we will come right back after a quick break, and we'll talk more Gunslingers football. Hang with us. Smoking Guns Podcast. We'll be right back after this. Smoking Guns Podcast, Philip Higginbotham, R.C. Woods, Leo Yamas, and we've uh, we've drug in Jordan. He's he's. I don't know that he he just came to drop something off, and we're I like, know, you're jumping thing. on a mic, man. And we're like, here's a mic. Sit I'm down. Having fun. I'm having fun. This <laughs> is awesome. Sit down and talk we with We fed us. you, right? Yeah, I got shrimp quesadillas. They gave me whiskey. I'm happy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you just heard from Robert Kent Jr. Uh, great interview. Yeah. Great of him to spend some time with mm-hmm. him. Uh, I hope we get a chance one day to sit him in that chair where you're sitting, Jordan. That would be great. Um, and spend a whole episode with him. But um, he's got three kids. Yeah, yeah. And, he's a, and he's a realtor. And he's a realtor, and he's a, a quarterback for a football team. He's a busy guy. And a he stunt is. double. A lot, yes, oh, and a stunt, stunt double. double? Come on. He's, he's got a lot my, going on. He's How in one of my favorite movies that I had no idea. The Rundown, <laughs> right? Well, the Rundown <laughs> is my favorite. It was, did he say he was in that? Yeah. yeah. He was the, a stunt double in that one, too? He, yeah. I've got a fond memory of going to see that with my dad, and I love that movie. It was one of The Rock's best movies, in my opinion. I agree 100%. A little thunder, a little lightning. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I've never seen it. It's so you, good. Oh, you my goodness. I've never seen it. It's very good. Oh, man. You I'm going to have to watch you, it now. You've got to yeah, watch sure. that movie. It's a great movie. It Christopher one of, Walken? I mean, come on. Christopher Walken? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger makes a cameo in it in the beginning at the club. Oh, nice. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, NFL players. So Robert said a lot of things that we may dive back into, uh, but let's talk about on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I felt like, and Jim Murnay from Inside the Walls uh, was just on our Facebook feed a second ago, and he said, hey, just so you know, I picked the Gunslingers over Albany. I felt like going into this game, this was a winnable game. Yes. Even with Albany being 4-2, and two, I just felt like they're not, I wasn't scared of them. And not that, I don't know, not that you're scared of anybody, but when you go up against Carolina and they're they're throttling people like we did a couple of weeks ago and you haven't gotten a win yet, you look at it and you're like, ah, it'd be nice to win it, but that's going to be a tough one. This was not a game, even at 4-2, and two, that I looked at and I was like, whew, this is going to be a big, this is a tall order. Um, yeah. I really felt like this team was beatable. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I think, and by the way, Todd Mintz from Inside the Arena also Hello. picked the Gunslingers to, win, go, Todd. to win that game. And um, I think the reason for, for you know coming into that game or this week feeling that way is the way the Gunslingers have lost as of late with you know being right in, especially that last game was like like right on the last play. 
Like, this is a team that has talent. This is a mm-hmm. team that has, you know, played in some very winnable games and just has not got a break and has been on the road for, you know, three mm-hmm. games in a row, the hard. two bye weeks. This was a team Ownership that I change think, in the yeah. midst of all oh, of yeah. that, like all of that stuff. I mean, you it just heard Robert field. say yeah. it does. It mm-hmm. does worry. Yeah. Were you? I think everybody knew it was like it was time. <laughs> These guys are due. And besides that, they were hungry. Yes, they, they were. were hungry for a win. They, I think people knew that these guys were going to come in here on a mission um, and were going to do everything it took to go out there and get that first W, and that's that's what happened. So what was different about this game than the games that they've lost? I mean, they've lost uh, you know, a couple of games by one possession. Uh, three games, I think, they've lost by one possession. Two games in the last play of the game kind of situation. Um, this time, they go out against a four and two decent Albany football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I think they're decent. Four and two means you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like. You look at the final score, and it's a fifty nine to fifty six win. And the three point win is not the story of the game. Definitely no. not. Like no. they were up by twenty for mm-hmm. most of the game. Yeah, yeah, they were. They really beat a four and two team by twenty. They just at the end of the game they were like, "We got this." And let Albany, off the gas a bit. yeah, they let off the gas. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about that in a minute. We talked with Robert about that a little bit. Um, it it felt like everything started clicking. But was there something specific that you saw that was different? Like, what was different? What was the difference? Well, one of the differences, there, I think there were a couple of things. But one of the differences was uh, we had a player out there that did, we didn't have before. Yeah, so let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah, Eric McIntosh, right, I believe is his name. Yep. Um, uh, he plays defensive back. And we know that we have had some struggles, you know, uh, covering receivers in the past mm-hmm. uh, he's got a lot of speed i remember talking with the og3 back at the beginning of the season and they knew he was injured um but they had also worked him out and he had been involved in some practices before the injury and they were like this guy has a blazing speed like he's we're talking kelly rashad speed mm-hmm. right um and they couldn't wait to get him on the field, but unfortunately he had that had had that injury. So this was kind of the game, and they've been trying. I think you were the one that telling me they've been trying to get him back even before this game, but because so, of certain regulations with the league, he was placed by uh, the original general uh, general manager Jonathan, um, put him on the IR so that he could get good and healthy. Yeah, um, and this was the first game where he was released off of IR. Mm. Um, they were hoping that they could maybe. Uh, skirt, because, I mean, we're talking a, a, a day or a, mo- a matter of hours difference for the Jacksonville game. And my understanding is that uh, Brandon Rackley reached out to the league and said, hey, it's so close. Can't we have this guy? And the league rightfully said, rules are rules. Um, and and if, that's, if he's got to exhaust that time on IR, he's got to do that. Um, and I'll interject there real quick. Oh, gosh, I yeah. think it was a good thing that he didn't. Sure. Just yeah. because that little bit of extra time gave him a little more time to, to be ready for this game mm-hmm. and being on the sideline and seeing, you know, he, he got gassed. Not no disrespect. I mean he was he was working his butt off. But I think he needed that time and that's that contributed to this win. And he's got such a great attitude overall with the team and mm-hmm. with everybody around that he just brings a whole energy 
that mm-hmm. that is 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 awesome. And he's got that awesome hair on top yeah. of that, like <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's awesome. It's it, it kind of like it's kind of like a, I don't know. It kind of reminded me of the Predator a little bit. With yeah. The, with the, with the long locks. Well, we're but about just... to send the Predator back to Orlando. So. Yeah, yeah, there, there we go. go. There we go. So so I think he made a, a huge difference. I think he allows Coach Shaw and the team to do some different things on defense. Um, between him and, and Kali Rashad back there playing defensive back, because Kali made some plays mm-hmm. at, at defensive back uh, this game. I mean, he has all season, but he really, really uh, balled out this game um, on defense. Um, and then a lot of what, uh, what, uh, Robert Kent Jr. said is focus. I think there was a lot more focus and you could just see it sure. on the players out there before I move on though. Just one thing, cause I'm not going to sugarcoat and, and, and give all the good stuff. But for Eric McIntosh, one thing, one criticism, if he happens to see this, I'm going to give you is on the one play that at the beginning, towards the beginning of the game, uh, it was in the first half for sure, where he gave up a touchdown, uh, where he went into the wall and the receiver managed to get away from you, behind you, and catch the ball. You gave up on that play, my man. You you hit the wall. You turned around. You turned around. You saw the receiver with the catch making his way to the end zone, and you stopped and kind of said, "My bad." While I was sitting in the stands, going, "He's still running, man." You know, don't give up on the play. Never give up on the play un- until it's over. And I didn't. I did notice that one play, but I'll cut you. I'll cut some slack because he had a great game, <laughs> outstanding. But that was the one thing that had had my ire on him a little bit. I was like, "You don't give up on a play, dude." This has been um, Coach Leo's film session. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fair point. I mean, it, it is what it is. Well, you got to push until the end period, right? That's true. Right. Which is why we had a three-point game at the end of right. you know the night. Yeah. And it's no disrespect to anybody that was involved. You just got to. You can't stop until it's over. So the big difference I saw. It's. I think I mentioned last week that the game against Jacksonville was our, our defense was atrocious. Mm-hmm. Yes. The worst defense I'd ever seen in a game mm-hmm. almost That's anywhere. Fair. Yeah, fair. Uh, it was definitely the worst gunslingers defensive effort I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yep. This was the best gunslingers uh, defensive effort I've seen all year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 100%. no question. Um, and so what, what makes the change? I, I think it's a lot of different things. I think it's having Eric McIntosh back. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's being home. Yeah. Uh, instead crowd. of instead of taking a twenty hour bus ride, ride yeah. to Carolina or you know traveling to um, some of these places that they've had to go, uh, I think not winning. It's this way with it doing anything. Once you win, you begin to go. Wait, uh, I want I want that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that we had had a point any time this season where it felt like everything was clicking and the guys could could lean back on that experience and go, we need to get to that. We need to do that. Mm-hmm. Now they have. Mm-hmm. But my big issue was the way it finished. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was not it. happy, and I made it very clear to anybody I talked to after the game. <laughs> there's no reason this was only a three point win. Go for the jugular. Um, yeah, you have to keep your foot on the gas. Mm-hmm. 
one or two plays different, and all of a sudden we're talking about 0-6, and, and are we ever going to win a game? Um, now, Robert King, you, you can't ask to come out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I love we that I him. asked him that question knowing the answer because I'd already talked to Coach about this. Mm-hmm. And he told me exactly what happened. I asked Robert that question. He goes, no, that was me. I asked to come out. Um, when I talked to Coach Shaw at the end of the game, I said, man, I hate the way we took our foot off the gas. And he looked me right in the eye and he said, never again. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. He learned something. He found something that, that, that that's not going to work. Yeah. Arena football is different than it's, the football that you're used to watching. It does not take long. It can change it's in a heart. So to change fast. The game. Very fast. Yeah, they, they they were. You could tell they were they were they were trying to just run out the clock with a little bit more than two minutes left in the game, and that two minutes is an eternity. Two minutes could be in four arena touchdowns. football. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it almost it was. Almost was it almost was, especially with the the onside kick conversions and, and those kind of things. So I think I think they learned a lesson. From this, uh, you can't fault Kent Jr.'s uh, reasoning as well. You know, he wants to stay healthy for the, the entire season. I get that. So we get that. But, you know, that, that doesn't mean necessarily e- even with Nico Thomas in there, you don't, ex- you don't have to turn into, you know, kill the clock mode. Uh, when Run you can the ball kind of, three times, yeah. try to kick a field goal. That right. was specifically, yes. you know, like mm-hmm. it just – it didn't feel like what got us there. Right. right. And, uh, you know – you got a 20-point lead in traditional football with three minutes left yep. on the clock. You've won the game. Exactly. That's not the case. No, it's not the case. you gotta, um, you got to stay angry. Take out all the stuff that you've been experiencing up to this point. You know, at that moment, just take it out on the Albany Empire yeah. all the way to the ze- till the zeros are on the clock. I think I told you at the end yes. of the game, it's not Albany's fault that – We've had such a frustrating season, mm-hmm. but I sure would have taken every bit of it out on the, every bit of that frustration. I, All of it. I would have beat them by 40 if I could. Be, be um, angry. Just, just. Yeah. We almost beat them literally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, see, on, on that note, like I would say, be chippy, be angry. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to talk about Dante Angus. Okay. Okay. That whole fiasco with the the long stoppage of the game fight. unfortunately you're talking the about fight, the fight right the yeah fight. where he threw a punch apparently you know all right number 99 on the other side over there love. mr love uh like he he i don't understand how he didn't get anything you know exactly. thrown at him. i saw our videographer came and showed yeah. me he filmed the whole and start of that mm-hmm. and it was clear what had happened and it was not on us it was all love so i mean i don't understand either yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't get it. And he, he and Angus had been talking uh, in, throughout the game. I'd seen, and like, not with any animosity either. But I don't know what happened, what transpired on that play. But I'll, I'll say this about Angus and his approach in the game. Usually, okay, it's it's kind of bittersweet because I don't like penalties. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think you nope. you lose Nobody games on on stupid penalties, and 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 they can really hurt a team. They can hurt momentum mm-hmm. uh, when you've got when you've got something going. And Angus has a propensity to uh, go offsides. He's had quite a few offsides That's penalties, true. but at the same time, it's bittersweet for me because I think Angus is the only player I've ever seen that 
he like plays through that. Like he balls out on the penalty. Like he know he's like, if I'm gonna get the flag, the other guy is gonna be pay hurt. For is gonna, gonna pay regret for it. it. <laughs> because most guys when they when they jump off sides, they 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 let up and they Not come him. back and they know I jumped over. Not Dante Angus. He follows through and takes his man down to the ground every single time. And I, I kind of love that about yeah. him. I don't like the penalties, but I love that. Passion. Genuine guy. Yeah. I got to talk to him. He's cool. So I will say for the difference I saw was the, definitely the home advantage. I would say the confidence. They seem more cohesive. Um, the kicker, I think, also played a big part in it. And then one thing with the endurance, they looked gassed at the end. I mean, of course, I don't play football, so... I'll, you know, what who am I to say? But they did look gassed at the, so the end. So kicking, uh, that's interesting that you bring that up. I thought the kicking for both teams was atrocious. Well, it's, well, it's <laughs> but there's than a we've reason. Had. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my understanding, and Jordan, you may be able to to shed some light on this, is everywhere else in the league has gone to the old NAL football as their kicking balls. But we don't have those. Right. Because we didn't have... Uh, we, we don't have old balls. Yeah, we don't have the old footballs um, because we weren't a team in the NAL last season. So right. my understanding is we don't have access to the K-balls that everybody else in the league yeah. is using. I think that's unfair. Well, the key word there is old balls. They're not being made. Right. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to give up theirs. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're never going to get any. They're even know? a different color. I think they're, they're like, like gray. They, are, they look right? like an old yellow. Yeah, yellow, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And Pearson was great last week. Right. Yeah. I mean, with yeah. the old ball. Yeah, with the old – yeah, exactly. And it's like you, if you guys – you know, your kicker gets to kick with these two. If you throw us one or two of them, we'll yeah. let them use it as well. So right. It'd be nice to get some if anybody's listening. That if anybody's out that. there. Anybody listening? So unless something changes – We're going to see kicking, them pop up on eBay for like $2,000. <laughs> the kicking in San Antonio um, – for both teams is right. going to be different than anywhere else you see in the right. league. And honestly, um, I think we saw that with Albany. I mm-hmm. yes, yeah, I, I did I, absolutely. Um, and I, honestly, I think that is a deficiency the league should address. They for should sure. find a way to fix that because yeah. it needs to be the same gameplay no matter where you are. It's a disadvantage. And this for us. is something that can be fixed. They, yeah, they they've got to be able to find a way. Every team in the league should just send us send some old One balls ball. to San Antonio. We don't give those away. You keep yeah. them. Right. You know, we have our giveaway balls and then every team gets an allotment of, of balls for for kicking. But unless something changes, you're going to see a noticeable difference mm-hmm. in San Antonio and and it's noticeable. It, everybody started out kicking these balls that we're using. Um, the new deuce ball right. uh, at the beginning of the season, and it was so god-awful. The kicking mm-hmm. in every game was so god-awful that they found a solution. Unfortunately, the solution does not include an answer <laughs> for San Antonio. Well, that's yeah. an easily addressable problem. We should be able to We get should that. call the commissioner on that. Yeah. Yeah. God, he was there. I should have right, asked him. Yeah. I did talk to him. should have talked yeah, to him. he was there. Uh, speaking of what I talked to him about, let's talk about officials. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, here we go. So Robert can't say anything because Robert Kent Jr. needs these officials to be nice to him <laughs> for three more games when he's here in San Antonio. I will tell you, I've watched a lot of football in my life. I've watched a lot of these referees because they were the same guys that we used yep. last year in the AAL. Yep. Um, something has to be done. And I'm not saying that because they treated the gunslingers unfairly. If anything, they treated the Albany Empire unfairly in this game. I felt like it was tilted. I felt like it was tilted to us. Now, will I take that? Of course. Yeah. 
but that's not right. Um, if you're going to be bad, be bad for everybody. If you're going to be good, which is the preferred way to officiate a game, mm -hmm. um, then be fair that way. But these officials um, were not calling a great game, and then the fight happened, mm -hmm. and they lost complete control of the pace of the game from that point on. They did. The men momentum was the lost. The end of the third quarter and all of the fourth quarter, the pace of play was absolutely awful because they couldn't control the pace of the game. That's yeah. got to get fixed. They're, they're really, really bad at controlling the pace of the game because – I, I, I've, I can't I can't recall anywhere at any level seeing so many stoppages and extended stoppages like we've seen with this officiating crew and it's like become a common occurrence uh, so you, you try to you try to give officials some slack because yeah it's a hard job they're doing a lot out there but when you see this happening just on a regular basis over and over every single game then I mean that that clearly indicates there's an issue and something needs to change. I couldn't agree with you more. An arena football game should not take four hours. No. No, yeah. No, I was about to say, when long. did the game end? That was crazy. Yeah. It, it, it started, started at, at two. two. It ended at uh, six. Six. It's crazy. Yeah. A little it after six. six. Do we need to bring back the yellow towels? Yeah, we, we have to bring <laughs> back. We really can work on that. We'll, yeah. We'll... And the thing is, they weren't throwing a bunch of flags. No, no they weren't. They but were it was just, just the time really management. But they were just taking forever at the end of the game. And again, it, like there were some calls. And I'll take or them. Or non-calls. Yeah. Um, that the, the poor head coach for Albany, I thought the guy was going to have a heart attack. And I didn't blame him. Like I thought he was he was upset. Yeah, for sure. And I get it. Because it did not seem like it was the most fair called game. Well, hasn't now, that gone both ways in the past and past games where it hasn't necessarily been in our favor? It's just I mean, I feel it's, like it's, it's been has. bad officiating, yeah. but it's always been bad evenly. Equally. Evenly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This right. game was this not. game did not seem that way, and I'll freely admit that as a gunslinger fan, as a guy that's sitting there watching the game, I'm sitting there going, "Man, we're getting a lot." <laughs> I yeah. felt like they would we talked about that on the like field. start the fight and then they would try to end it. Then it would come back again and they try to end it. So they lost control on the field and the players knew it. Well, I feel like a lot of the animosity and aggression that was in the air was probably from some of these calls true, that were happening. True. They did. They definitely you feel added like to you've it. Been wrong. They Ronaldo says, "I thought that was commercial breaks." No, no, no <laughs> commercial the guys, breaks. The guys I've talked to, uh, Bobby Stotzenberger, who did the uh, the call for the game, and he was he, they had trouble in the fourth quarter filling time yeah. because oh there gosh. was so much time that nothing was going on, and when nothing's going on and you're broadcasting. You either got to go to commercial, well, there's only so many commercials you have, or you got to talk. Oh, and Lord. so they would just have to talk through that time all the way through the fourth quarter. It was rough. Yeah, it, it was. was rough. Um, now, that being said, can Albany, does that mean Albany Empire fans can come in and be like, that's not fair. We lost the game because of the no. refs. You, you play never, that. ever lose a game because of the refs. That kind yeah. of stuff happens all the time. You just don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, um, they, they lost the game because their offense got stopped more than. Mm -hmm. Than the gunslingers' offense did, and I mean that's just the, the well, plain truth. They had like something like five stops in the game, like that's the most by far. We scored a, a touchdown on our first offensive play, right? Right, right yeah. out the gate, they came out strong. Yeah, yeah, and then they had to bench their quarterback in the what second quarter because yeah. I, I guess he was struggling. I don't know if he was injured, but it, it was a different defense. Feel. 
uh, even despite the officiating and all that, uh, there are just mul- multiple things. I-, I can't not let mention this on the show on the air. A little while ago, I saw it being mentioned on here, but Caleb Roller playing on the defense at that nose tackle position had himself a game. He like did. he and he he had a big fourth down stop on speaking of stoppage of possessions uh for turnover on downs where the play was behind him and he turned around and hustled down there and made the tackle on the receiver before he could get to the sticks and get the first down. Um, and that was huge. That mm-hmm. was huge at that moment. That wasn't the only play he made, but no. definitely got to say one of the difference makers in this game was was uh, sure. Big Red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a couple of players that were on my list. Number eight, Barnett, Pierre, Roller, Kali, and McIntosh. So the, uh, those stood out to me. Philip Barnett and Kali Rashad um, killed it, along with Robert Kent. Like those three working together, the more and more comfortable they get with each mm-hmm. other. Remember. This is Philip Barnett's second game with the team. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. He made he made an impact in that game in Jacksonville. Definitely. He certainly made an impact here in this win. And uh and this is just his second game. He's he's going into his third game with the team. Uh those three guys working together is about to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like yes. they're about yeah. to be a, a a big three kind of yeah. Yeah. um thing for for other teams to worry about and getting time with kent jr to you know practice and Mm -hmm. and uh, you'll build that rapport that that familiarity because even though he's been with the team since the second week he hasn't really been able to practice with the team regularly because of his we talked about it before his off the field commitments which he's now satisfied now he's been able to to be at practice uh uh with the guys so you're seeing some big strides and some big differences because these guys are starting to to kind be of cohesive. Yeah, they're starting to feel each other and 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 become more comfortable offensively and defensively across the board. It really showed this last game. For sure. So what does all this mean? Well, uh we're 1 and 5. And that sounds terrible. Like that sounds rough. Um to be 1 and 5. But we're in a league of 6 teams. 4 of them go to the playoffs. We are 2 games out of the playoffs. And nothing. Um, we have Orlando that is, uh, I want to say, a game and a half ahead of us. Yep. The revenge tour is coming. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we have like two it. games left to play against Orlando. Yes. Um, so we can overtake them just in the games we have left to, to play against them. If we win both of those games and we have a, a, a similar record as them for the rest of the season, then we can overtake them. Columbus is two games ahead of us. They are in the final playoff spot. And we play Columbus one more time. Um, what does all that mean? It means that nobody is out of this thing yet. Not yet, no. Um, we have a chance. The the gunslingers are, you know, they have a hill to climb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of work to do. I don't feel like they can lose. They, they might can lose one more game and still have a shot. But ultimately, it's kind of becoming a must win every week to keep this kind of momentum um, and make your way into the playoffs. But here's the thing. You get into the playoffs. You you get that fourth spot. Mm-hmm. You fight and claw and uh, beat the Lions once, and you beat the Predators a couple of times. You beat the Empire one more time. That's all you need. Um, mm-hmm. You do those things, and you get into that fourth spot. 
do you have to go play most likely Carolina in Carolina? Yeah. Did yeah. that go mm-hmm. terribly for you last time? The sure. First time. Mm-hmm. But it's a completely different team. Look, Carolina looked like a different team than anything we've seen mm-hmm. against Columbus this week. They got beat. They got beat bad. They got beat by a Columbus team that should not beat Carolina. That means that they are not what we thought they were. But how many people thought that about the Gunslingers this game? Same thing. Exactly. Yeah. The Gunslingers went in and beat uh, the second place team, a four and two team, um, beat them soundly. I know mm-hmm. it's only a three point victory at the end, but th- it, that's just not the story of the game. They dominated the yeah. majority yes, of that did. game. Yeah. And so uh, what you saw this week, and I think I mentioned this while we were in the break, we were talking to Jim Renee from Inside the Walls. Um, you talk all the time in football, especially college football, they talk about a separation weekend or separation Saturday mm-hmm. where teams, uh, you know, uh, get knocked out and some teams make their case for, uh, you know, we are unbeatable or we are going into um, the championship uh, kind of level. This was the opposite of that in the NAL. This was a congealing weekend. This was when everybody kind of shrunk back together. Um the the two through four slots or three through five slots, there's one game difference between those slots. Yeah. Um, it's still wide open. It's wide open. And in and our previous games, you've seen what they're capable of. Yeah, they were close. Our second home game. game, we lost by what, one point? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. We've seen what they're capable of. They just needed that little We need some more gas at the end. Push. And now they've tasted victory. Mm-hmm. Yep. We know what we're capable of. We dominated this team the majority of the game. We got a little lazy in the end. We won't do that again. Mm-hmm. We, and can't, we can't afford we it. We can do this. Yep. I can tell you from talking to players uh, uh, down the field during this game even – uh, when we were down there uh, along the uh, along the sideline or or the the end zone, um, and then after the game, it's a totally different mentality right now with these gunslinger players. Like they are excited to 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 be on this team. They they are hungry. They can't mm-hmm. wait to play the Orlando Predators again. They can't wait to play the Columbus Lions again. These guys are ready. Uh, I watched, I don't know if any of y'all have, have seen the uh, Inside the inside the Walls uh, interview that, with, that Jim, with yeah, the way they had with Kali Rashad, who yeah. I just saw jump on. And he's like, I, I can't, I can't wait to get back at these guys. Yeah. You know, uh, um, and, and he's not the only one that feels this way on this team. It's a totally different mentality now, uh, just over these last couple, couple of weeks. These guys are tired of losing. They know they're better than what they've what their they record got something shows. Something to prove. And exactly, exactly. Well, and it's revenge time now. Yes, like every, it is. Everybody but the Empire has put a put a hurt on you. Um, and I don't know. You always have the argument about would you rather get blown out or would you rather lose in a close game? Well, obviously neither. But if you're going to have to lose, I feel like both happened. This week. We we yeah. did <laughs> we did all of those things this season, and now it's time to go. You know, Carolina comes in here in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So fans, let's get it going. And yeah. can you imagine uh, the the motivation that it is to welcome the team, the only team that has just run you out of the building? It's going to be a different story. Into your house with a win or maybe two. Gosh, I hope it's two under your belt and you're starting to get things rolling. Yep. It becomes a completely different thing because Carolina walks in and goes, we got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we, we ran this team out of our building. Right. Come but to our Texas. house. They're, Come to Texas. Our, our <laughs> house. Come to Texas, Cobras. We'll see. 
Um, yeah. On that note, it's Marcus Floyd is the name. Marcus, of Marcus Floyd. Floyd. Okay. So uh, shout out to Marcus because yeah. our house is now an inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, right? The, uh, Only between us, but yeah. So we've got that game coming up against Carolina when they come here, but there's a game between now and then. And this is the information that you've been waiting for. Uh, there is a watch party. We're all set to go. Yep. Um, Friday night. Game's at what, 6.30? I think it's 6.30 Friday night, yeah. Come get your limited edition. There's only 100 of these Selena jerseys. Yeah. So if they're gone, they're gone. When they're gone, they're gone. They're awesome. Their jerseys looking. are there. I think Loli's once one. I yes, talked I to her a little bit. Yeah, so I'm going to have to order one. Uh, it's going to be at Brickhouse Tavern and Tap. It's on 1604, right up near 281 in the Stone Oak area. Mm-hmm. Um, I could even give you an address. Good food there, too. Wow. Hey, Trust a so fat you've been guy. There place. When a fat guy tells you the food is good, it's good. It's Listen 1101 North Loop, 1604 <laughs> East. Um, at least that's the address I got. It looks like it's on the western side of that. But anyway, um, up in the Stone Oak area, Brick House, Tavern and Tap. Uh, they're going to have... I'll be there. The game on. They're going to have their merch set oh, up. I'll be out. merch set up. We'll um, have the jerseys. We'll have, I'll, I'll have some new stickers for that. Woo. Good night, Coach Q. Thanks Bye. for joining Thank us. You. We love you. <laughs> Michelle Felix says, can the GM's wife get one of those Lorena jerseys? So <laughs> Michelle I wants you. one. I got you, Michelle. <laughs> uh, so show up. Be there. With your pom-poms. Yeah. With your, sure, pom-poms. Speaking like- of that, is, are the... Are the we need to have the cheerleaders come out to the watch party. Oh, there yeah. have been several cheerleaders yeah. that have come to some in the past, but we'll organize that. I'll get with April and we'll we'll I'll, make that happen. I don't know, Sochi, if you and Brian can make the the watch party if you're or if you're they're working. They go, to, they go to the game. They're gonna go to the game. Oh, they'll be at the game. Duh. I don't yeah. know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to make an excuse to buy Brian a beer because it's it was his birthday. Right? Oh, that's right. We it have a shout birthday. out to Happy Birthday. Yeah. Can we sing him Happy Birthday right now? We don't have to do that. Do you, you can. <laughs> I, I, you can. You, you go it. for it. Okay, here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear everybody. Dear Brian. Happy birthday to you. Yay! And many more. And many more. Here's a heart. Riveting radio. Hey, I didn't say I was the best singer. I'm I'm no Selena, I can tell you that. Hope we don't have to pay for that. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, not my version. Isn't that still copyright? No, it's not. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, yeah. Who wrote the birthday song? Uh, There's somebody that did. Somebody out there that's missing out on a lot of money. So, uh, watch party, 6.30, Friday Mm -hmm. night. The date on that is the, hold on, I can do this, 17th. Is it really? Yeah. I oh want to start doing a limited edition sticker for every single watch party that Ooh. will only be sold at each watch party. Nice. And if there's That's any left, cool. I'm going to burn them. So you only get the one you oh, get. Well, don't wow. burn them. I'm kidding. But <laughs> we want people at the watch party. So yes, show up. For sure. Come check it out. Come party with us and support our team. That's for a sure. great idea. And even if you don't come and party, come and buy merchandise. Well, if you do that, you might as well hang out. Yeah, well, you might some, as well some stay people yeah. stick around. Some people may not don't like the crowds or whatever reason. You can still come. I'll meet you outside with some merch if you have anxiety issues. We'll, we'll you never know. Out. You never know. But get, come hang out with us. We would love it. Uh, so, Brickhouse Tavern and Tap, 1604, uh, right off of 281. 
Stone Oak area. Oh, well, we'll all be there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jordan, you're gonna show up. I'll be there. Okay. Good. All right. Cool. Uh, no, we'll all be there. Uh, come join us. Come watch the game with us. Uh, watch the gunslingers go to two and five. Beat the predators. That's mm-hmm. gonna happen. That's gonna happen. Beat the I'm calling it. Um, you're calling it. I'm calling. It's a win. I'm calling it. Win. It's a win. It's a win. Jim, uh, Todd, any of you guys out there, don't you dare pick the predators this week unless you want to be wrong. So. What would they have to do to win? Uh, you got to shut down Outlaw. Increase their endurance. You got to get some pressure on Cato. Yeah. I mean, they, they, had, they had similar challenges this past week with, uh, with uh, Prince. Mm. Right. You know, shutting down Prince. Right. Getting pressure on. And they did on, that. Yeah, and they, they did, did that. Darius Prince did not make a lot of noise. And yeah. this is a really good football player that From just the did not right? make a lot of noise. He was a commander at one time. Yep. Yep. That's correct. Uh, Outlaw is the same kind of guy. Like, Outlaw is an incredibly good – Lonnie Outlaw is an incredibly good player. Um, But if they can shut him down the way they shut down Darius Prince – and here's something. Uh, The Inside the Walls podcast has been messing with Cato a little bit, the quarterback for the Predators, and they have told him he needs to slow down um, survey the field, take his time. Yes, Cato. Yes. Do that. <laughs> take your time yeah, in the pocket. Hang out as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> take plenty of time in the pocket. All the time you need. You hear that, Pierre Turner? Mm-hmm. He's going to be waiting in the pocket for you. <laughs> take your time, Cato. Um, just look. Pay attention. Um, maybe not Scan to number 11. Yeah. You don't need to worry about number 11. Um, but pay attention to everything else. No, I, I hope he has to worry about Angus. I'm worried that his uh, getting tossed from the game might might have some sort of bearing on the following game. But yeah, I, we'll I'm, have to I'll, see. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the league's um, rules are on any of position that. on that. I, don't I know. mean, it's not a targeting penalty. It was a fight. Um, so are they going to have to? Um, are they going to have to do that? Yeah, throwing a punch is usually frowned upon pretty hard sure so, it is you'd yeah. think but there was punches thrown from the other and side nothing and happened. nothing happened so, so if we want to let it slide let's let it slide across the board it's always the guy that re- retaliates it's always the guy that retaliates that's something you learn if you watch hockey mm. i think i've had this conversation before on yeah. this show i didn't even before. think they got in trouble for fighting in hockey but I that uh, was part of the game. barely you get you get boarded in hockey some guy sh- you know cross checks you and shoves and you, you into the board punch. and then you come back yeah. over and you level the guy you're the one that goes to the penalty box yeah. it's, it's, it's always the way they need more sudden changes on defense sure why not Todd Mintz checking in and saying Cato's okay, but Kent is better. Agreed. I agree with that. Yep. Uh, Robert Kent is the better quarterback, and if it comes down to quarterback play, I'd I'd take Robert Kent over anybody. Jonathan Bain, though. Jonathan Bain's playing really well. Bain's really good over in Carolina. Um, Man. I'd take – I like my chances with Robert Kinn in any game he goes into. Bain's the only one that I have to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cato, Southwick, um, Castronova, which was funny because all I've heard about all season is how good Castronova has played 
Man, they neutralized him. We sat him down, like they, literally. They just neutralized yeah. him and Darius Prince. It was amazing to see that happen after just seeing such a rough, that's a good word for it, rough defensive uh, game the game before. Mm-hmm. To see them just shut down two guys mm-hmm. that have really made some noise. Which was still a good game. The last game was, a you know, there was a lot of bumps in the road, and it got real sketchy at the end, but... Really sketchy. It was two that really was good offensive teams, swallow. two really bad defensive teams, yeah. that's and that, yeah. that's, that's we were what close. We yeah, it got weird at the end, but it did. It did. Um, but man, winning cures so much. Yes. And now you have guys that feel like they're on top of the world. Uh, well, they know what it feels like to win. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a different feeling, and even as a fan, as you walked out of the arena on Friday night, Saturday night. It felt different. Yeah. It sure did. It and you want that again. Like you want to you. You win that game again. Hell no um, high. Only difference here. The only thing that, that gives me pause here is that it's a road game. We yeah. do have to go into Orlando. Well, what better way to start but, your first home away game win than your first true. home yeah. game yeah. win? You got a taste of bread and you're still hungry. And, right, and they've already been there, so they have a little familiarity mm-hmm. with with the place, the venue. Uh, the fans. I think, yeah, the fan. I think they're just coming back hungry. You know, like I said, sick of losing, and they got they got something to prove. Like yeah. like like uh, Jordan said, and um, I think they're gonna come away with a win. Let's Are go. they flying or taking the bus? They're flying. They're flying. Because <laughs> one time they took I the bus. I think that was a think... one time deal, yeah. and like <laughs> everything flying, else, it was man. pretty last okay. minute, and we were just trying to work it out. Because I know that would make a difference for me. Uh, the Predators. What's What's interesting about this is the Predators is another one of those teams that like doesn't scare me. Well, I mean, they're we should, beatable. <laughs> we should have beat them the first game. True. And then the second game over there, uh, if if not for some questionable uh, the onside kick at, at the time that that was, I mean, we were right in that game. So, you know, some some errors were made, uh, but different team, different 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 attitude, different mentality. I think this is a different gunslinger t- squad that's going up there. That's true. I think a lot of wounds were healed with this win. Yes. Yep. So we've only played the Predators one time, right? Nope. We played them in the one of the first two home games, mm-hmm. and then we played them over there once. Okay. Yeah. I know we played them in the first game here, but... Uh, we've been to Orlando once. Okay. I feel like that's that, right, and now that, I'm looking at the schedule, and it's... It, that that was the wrong. game with the questionable onside, onside kick. kick. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I remember. Um so we're all saying win. Oh, yes. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I believe. And it's not just because I'm sitting here doing a podcast that covers the gunslingers. I'm telling you, it's a win. It sure <laughs> would be nice. Yes. Yeah. Let's get it. Um, two, two and, and five. Two and oh. Yeah, two and oh. Yeah. Let's start over. Those those the count. first five games. Those those just the real beginning of the season. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, we kind of reset everything. That's true. After the ownership change, this is our first home That's game true. since that. And even everything there was it was a wild ride to get everything set mm-hmm. up, but we believe in this team. Yep. And we believe in these fans and we're fans ourselves and we got this. Let's yes, go. Yes, we do. Yep. The team believes in themselves. Guns up. Uh and guns fingers. Guns up. Two fingers, guns up. Two finger guns up. Yes. I agree. Uh, Michael Wayne Davis is the guy gonna have more caps like his for sale. He's working on it. 
I'm working on it, man. Yeah, that I'm is working working on on that is a pretty sweet. I know not everybody loves the stretch fits. I, I'm well aware. They're of okay. It. Uh, just the flat uh, bill, including <laughs> Philip. Just take a rubber band and make it work. Flat bill. I mean, I've curved it some. Like yeah, I've, kinda, I've, you kind of you I've, make it look good. I I've, feel like it's kind of warmed up on you a little I've got bit. It where I know you didn't like it I when need you first it. got it. Um, I could even stand a little more curve in it, but no, I'm good with this. <laughs> it looks it looks, it looks very decent. Curvy. It's fine. So we get a win against Orlando. I don't want to look past that game. But no, I don't I'm, think we're doing that. I'm I'm really interested in that next home game on the 25th. When they're back here and Carolina comes in, like uh, you get a win against Orlando, I think people are still going to be like, oh, that's kind of interesting. San Antonio's got a couple of wins. But you welcome in Carolina and you win that game. You have a three-game winning streak. And all of a sudden, you got the whole league's attention. Jim and Todd and Zach and all those guys that are doing NAL podcasts are going to start talking a lot about the gunslingers. Yeah. You're going to get everybody's attention. House. That's what we have to do. Well, I think from Albany's standpoint, nobody wanted to be the team that was the first team to lose right. to the 5 and 0 team. That's true. Right. So there was that. And they probably came in a little more confident than they should have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We beat Orlando next week. Carolina is going to come in. With, with a taste of blood in their mouth, mm-hmm. and they're going to want to beat us, and we're going to have to stand strong against yep. that. Right. Pack I think you're right. Um, and that's the key. Say that again, uh, RC. Pack the house. we got to get Our everybody house. who can in Our here. House. There you go. You do it much better. I don't think I could get that. Um, Whose house is it? Our house. I love it. Let me try One. It. Oh, no, that was awful. <laughs> this did not work for me. I that was can't rough. do it. Uh, one thing I would say, Jordan, and you can take this back. Um, of course, I know a lot of John Wayne folks are listening right now. Um, let's get the information about the uh, the ticket promotion, whatever you're doing ticket promotion-wise. Let's get that, that out there a little earlier. Yes, we will. And we did the, the San Antonio six-pack this last game. I'm not 100% sure on what we're doing for this upcoming game. Sure. Mm-hmm. But we will be way more ahead of the curve on everything we got two weeks we got two weeks guys and we were struggling and and running around like chickens with our head cut off for every aspect of this to make sure everything worked good and that you guys had everything you needed and all the promotions were there and we had a ticket option for you for for group packages we'll be more ahead of the eight ball on this and we'll make sure you get all the information you need to know ahead of time and we're 100 percent all about customer service to john wayne and making sure that everyone's taken care of with first class service and that's what we're going to bring into this gunslinger thing and we're going to make sure that everybody has what they need we had awesome. that tv spot with san antonio live wasn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Been on some local media with yeah Kent, local media with and, Robert then, yep. and then we had uh, lots of radio stations uh, mm-hmm. playing the commercials mm-hmm. i was available to watch through like the ksat 12 ksat uh, yeah. yeah. streamed it oh yeah yeah, they which yeah. Was even that more was huge. huge i haven't confirmed this or not but somebody told me or i saw somewhere that uh the game was on my 29th is that right? Uh, I, I'm not aware of that personally, but it, yeah. it's very possible. Um, somebody said they caught a little bit of the game on my 29. I don't know if that was maybe a a sports segment a that covered the game. Something. Yeah, I don't know. Or if it was actually part of the game, but that's pretty cool. Um, it's part of the big game coverage. Uh, 
thing. So, and that's uh, that's Texas Sports Productions and Bobby Stotzenberger. Um, they're tied into all of that stuff, and they do a yeah. great job. They They've do. been awesome. Do. Oh, he was a really good the broadcast. By the well, by the way, that I haven't was, had a chance to sit down and listen to any of it, but uh, Bobby's yeah. good at. You that could stuff. tell he's Bobby been he's, he's been doing his been doing this for a while. Yeah, he, him and uh, and Kiroga make made a pretty good team. Yeah, he's a veteran. He's done all of our uh, John Wayne Player of the Game, Player of the the Week stuff oh, with cool. us, and he's right. been amazing. So. It's and cool I know to work for, on this with him. For the San Antonio community, we really have big hearts. So if you even had something like bring a can and you can donate it to the um, the food bank, I think the Absolutely. community would definitely come out. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? So we'll incorporate some as much of that as we can. And giving back to the community, I think it's important. For sure. Right now, we've had a lot of a lot of sad stories and a lot of craziness going on, high prices, and so I think if we can all feel good for about sure. ourselves and feel good about the community and helping each other out, I think we need to do it. Well, I think I speak for for a lot of the management that our main goal here was to keep football in San Antonio. Of course, yeah. 100%. We didn't want to lose this because mm-hmm. this this town has the best fans yes, and the best do. fan base mm-hmm. of any other town in the United States. That's and right. And we wanted a team that was San Antonio's team that San, San Antonio could stand behind and, and feel proud of. And that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to keep it here and, and make it something that everybody can can really be proud of and stand behind. And well said. Well said. Yeah. Bravo. Well, that sounds like a great place uh, to wrap it up because we've gone long, but it's been a great episode. Yes, we've had it was. Robert Kinn yeah. in. Yeah. We've talked about merch. We've talked about a finally a win. We've talked about a win. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've also talked about how uh, there's a future here. Like there's... There's no reason not to have championship aspirations as a San Antonio Gunslinger fan. What a cool, what a cool story that would be. Awesome. At yeah. the end of the season, what if you be like, yeah. story. so Remember we started the off 0-5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we won the championship. That's that right. would be great. And it's possible. Like there, yes, There's a possibility out it's there. It's attainable. And I, that's what we're going to get. Yeah. Let's go for it. Take it week by week. That's all you yeah. can do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the time. right approach. Yep. And to that end, we have a message. We have a message for uh, the Empire in Albany. I think mm-hmm. they got the message. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. got it. I think Hope they, you had a nice trip home. I, I think they got the message. The the Lions in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Come to Texas. Come the, to our house. The Carolina Cobras <laughs> slithering around um, out there in the Get in on the over to Texas. Um, we kill snakes over here. The yes, sharks it. in their shark tank. Thinking Baby they shark. Slid away with one. They, they just... They, they stole one yeah, from us a couple of weeks they're ago. They're going to dry up under that Texas heat. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, this week, we've got a message for the Predators in their little jungle out there in Orlando. Yeah. When it comes to football, when it comes to football in the arena, mm-hmm. the 2-0 has got something to say. Bang, bang. Whew.